With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Living the dream once again on a fabulous college football Saturday. It is Hartman and Schwartz from your Fox Sports Radio studios. I say your studios because we own this collectively. Jeff, we just saw an amazing battle between two unbeaten teams. Michigan State comes out on top over Michigan by a score of 37 to 33. Now, I got a Heisman update coming up a little bit later on the show. I want everyone to keep in mind it's through last week's games because a guy named <laughs> Kenneth Walker III definitely got himself in the mix yeah. for the Heisman today with his five touchdowns, 200-plus yards against Ooh. Michigan. So, Jeff, here we are on this Halloween weekend. And, wow, I mean, that you don't see a lot of 37-33 games in the Big Ten. You know what I mean? One of those offensive shootouts, usually games like this, big showdowns in the Big Ten end up, you know, 17-10, 21-17. This was wildly entertaining, especially considering it was a Big Ten battle. Yeah, it was a great game, and it was back and forth, obviously. You know, Mission comes out to that big lead, up 30-14, to 14, and you figure, look, they were kind of dominating all three phases of this game. They were forcing turnovers. They are controlling the trenches. And Michigan State just ever so kind of slowly, right, subtly, it's kind of built on w- stacking up victories, right, winning one play, winning the next play, winning another play. And then all of a sudden, Kenneth Walker made some plays, and boom, boom, boom. And then really the fourth quarter, it was clear which team was more composed, which team was better coached, in my opinion, and which team not wanted it more. We always say that, right? Oh, they wanted it more. Poor teams want it. But the team that was kind of controlling that in that in that emotional state, and it was Michigan State. And Harbaugh, again, just continues to kind of fail in these moments. He's 2-9 and nine on the road um, in, in AP-ranked matchups as a Michigan head coach. You're up 30-14. to 14, The crowd is quiet. Everything's going your direction. You're doing the right thing. Then, boom, all of a sudden, you're not. And now... 
now we're at the situation where you lost and now no one believes in you. And I was thinking before we came on, because you know, we will have Jenny Taft on, hopefully, who was yep. at the game. I was thinking to, to myself, like, you know, kind of things of uh, I was going to ask her. And I was like, do, am I going to have to ask her, like, is Michigan actually good? <laughs> because, yeah. because, like, I, I, I was not willing to admit that. And Michigan State is more explosive on offense. They have, um, obviously, more explosive weapons as far as running back and wide receiving options. I'm not sure the quarterback's that much better, but he does a good job in the offense. And they have a coach. Look, Mel Tucker, I covered him very slightly at Colorado. He did a really good job in the one year he was there. It's a tough job. Then he went to Michigan State, obviously, last year in a COVID year. And this year, man, he, his team kind of plays the right way. I know that sounds cliche, but it's earning him an LSU job. Like he's not going to be there after the season. He has done a great job of building this program up and he's a fantastic coach. Yeah, going from Michigan State to LSU, that never works. Remember uh Nick Saban, he did that. Yeah, it, it uh, never possibly works. Yeah, it never works. Uh by the way, uh, I just want to go on the record here. Kenneth Walker the third, five touchdowns, technically 197 yards. Okay, he didn't get quite to 200 yards, but believe me, next week uh he is very much uh, in the for the Heisman Trophy, that Agreed. is for sure. But when you look at the uh, numbers in this game, Michigan had 552 yards to 395 yeah. for Michigan State. They controlled the clock, 35 minutes to 25 minutes. Both teams had two turnovers, but it's just making big plays when they count. And that was Michigan State in that fourth quarter. They outscored Michigan 15-3, to and there's the difference in the game. All right, so if you're Jim Harbaugh, I used to say this about USC coaches. You got two games on your schedule that matter, Notre Dame and UCLA. If you don't win those games, you're going to be looking for a new job. For Michigan, it's obviously Ohio State and your in-state rival Michigan State. And he, he's never beaten Ohio State, and he's lost way too many times to Michigan State. Now, I know he got a contract extension after last year, which was amazing considering they had a losing season in the abbreviated COVID season. But at some point... Is there any way, is there anything he can do to lose his job at Michigan? Okay, so here's here's the question, right? When you fire a coach, are you going to hire someone who's better, right? Yes. So let's say the Michigan job I is, agree. Open, is open. Let's say it's open right now. They fire Harper. You're done. We, who are you getting to that job who's a better coach? Right? Let's talk about the coaches. Okay, so everyone loves Matt Campbell, Iowa State. Okay, I think he's done a good job there. He still has yet to win 10 games at Iowa State, okay? Uh, tough conference, I get. doesn't have the talent. So maybe he's the guy in Michigan that brings that program back. You have Luke Fickle, right, who we've talked mm-hmm. about in Cincinnati. Great job. I think, I think anyone who hires him, USC, or whether Penn State hires him because James Franklin leaves Penn State to go to USC, or whether LSU hires him. Okay, I could see Michigan making that move, right? Kind of a progressive offense, really good on defense. M- makes sense. Who else are you hiring who's going to win you – you know, Michigan wins nine games every year, right? They may not be the Ohio State and Michigan State, which is important, right? It's important. But if we're talking about the overall state of the program, who are you bringing in who's winning you that many games each year? Because right now, I'm not sure Luke Fickle is beating Ohio State. I mean, I, I don't know if that's the difference between winning and losing that game. Oh, I'm with you 100%. I've said this time and again, no matter what the sport Uh, it's always easy to fire somebody. The question is, are you going to actually hire somebody that's going to be better in that position? 
Uh, and you never know. I always turn back to the Pete Carroll hire at USC. They had fired Paul Hackett. The program was going absolutely nowhere. They couldn't get anybody to take the job. And they saw Pete Carroll, who had been a year removed from football, walking across campus because I guess his daughter was playing volleyball or something at USC. And Mike Garrett, the athletic trainer, said, hey, you got a job? Well, you got one now. And uh, that first year, I remember they were two and five. They finished six and six. And you thought, oh, what, what, what were you thinking? He's never been a college coach, and the rest was history. So you, sometimes you got to get a little lucky. Um, it's interesting you talk about Michigan State's coach opting out for LSU. I think we both agreed looking at that LSU job, knowing that the last three guys that have held that job have all won national championships. I don't think that we can lump LSU in with a lot of the other coaching vacancies because Nick Saban, Les Miles, Ed Orgeron, they found success at LSU, which to me puts it in a position where I think Michigan thinks it is but may not be there anymore. It's been a long time since 1997 when Lloyd Carr, Charles Woodson won a national championship. But it's like so many other schools we talk about, Jeff, they're in that perpetual mindset that we're there. We're just there. You get the right yeah, guy in yeah. there, and maybe that's – that's not I, realistic. I, I think it's it's really tough, obviously, now to win a championship the way it's set up. It's tough every year, but you know, recruiting yeah. is so important. And, and Michigan does recruit, but they really have a quarterback yeah. that has been a top guy in a long time. That's obviously very important, right? You need to have that quarterback that can guide you. Harbaugh's kind of an old school type coach that doesn't really fly. I mean, look, Nick Saban. Here's a, you know, I, I've heard this discussion the last couple of weeks about coaching, because mostly in the NFL side, because two teams that have been without their coach have won games, right? Stefanski wasn't no, not Stefanski. Um, 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 the Raiders have had, haven't had their coach for two weeks. They've looked better than they did with John. Yes. Who was the other one who missed their coach and uh and won a, and won a game? Um, the Packers didn't have their DC the other night. They won their game. The Bears will be without Matt Nagy against the Niners this weekend. Uh, there's one other team who won the Arizona. Game. Arizona did yes. King, uh, yeah, Kingsbury wasn't there. Okay, so people are like, well, what is it? You know, what's the value of head coaches and what makes a good head coach is, is mostly the question. And the easiest answer to me is adaptability, right, is Nick Saban for years made fun of the spread offense, right? He said, this is not good for our game and we have to slow it down. we got to change rules. And he was like, you know what? That, that kind of works. I'm going to do that, right? I'm going to run that offense. He did that for a few years. And now his defense have gotten smaller to match up with the spread. Guess what he's done? He's got kind of, he's still from shotgun, but he's kind of brought it back now to where it's just a lot more of power running the football you know, some play action pass, move the pocket stuff. He's kind of gone back. The ability to adapt and mold yourself and 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 not have the ego of I'm going to run what I run because that's what I run and that's all I know how to run, right? Is be is, is letting me go go. You know what? I'm going to find some way, you know, some other new way to do this. And to me, Harbaugh has never done that. Anywhere he's been, it's been like his offense, I'm going to run what I'm going to run and we're not going to break from that. And that's what makes, look, Ed Orgeron got fired, obviously. He, I don't know how great of a coach he, he is in the end, but you know the one year they went and got Joe Brady, like, he did things differently that year, right? Mm -hmm. And it worked. Like, well, that, I mean, that, you hire good assistants. See, course, I, yes. so, I mean, I, I remember when John Robinson first took over for John McKay in the 70s yeah. at USC, and the way he ran USC, this is when I was a student at UCLA, and Terry Donahue had been hired as the coach at UCLA. Terry Donahue was a young coach, and he tried to do everything. Coach the offense, coach the defense. John Can't Robinson did none of that. He was a CEO. 
They hired great assistants to take care of the offense, take care of the defense. And if you really look at the most effective coaches in college football history, a lot of these guys never wore a headset, right? I mean, oh, yeah. they were they were guys that would close the deal by their mere presence. <laughs> you go back to a Joe Paterno or Bobby Bowden. Bobby Bowden they yeah. would show up, you know, at a really tough recruit. Like, we need to close the deal on this kid. And he would show up and they're like, oh my, it's look who's in our living room. Yes, where do we sign? Uh, Nick Saban does the same. Look, I know Nick has a big hand in defense, but he's relegated his offense to other people. They're running the offense. He hires really good assistant coaches. And he understands his role is as of a CEO. So those seem to be the programs that win year in and year out. When you have that kind of a coach that understands that you have to be able to delegate and trust the people that you've hired to get their job done. Exactly right. And you have to hire those guys. And of course, your point, they they have to then, you have to then have the, let your ego go and let them run what they run, right? Now, of course, you're the oversee the program. So in the end, the buck falls on you if things go poorly. And and that's part of the job. But again, if you're comfortable in who you hire, then they should be able to do their job. And I agree with you. It works really well. I am a fan of Oregon. Oregon's playing right now. I have been a little critical at times of of our coach for not allowing the offensive coordinator to kind of do what he wants to do. I think we're seeing more of this recently. Hold on a sec. Can I slow you down? Now, last week when we were watching Oregon uh, beat UCLA, uh, you're highly critical of your quarterback, Anthony Brown, who had a career day. So far, they're up 14-0 at the end of the first quarter against Colorado. He's 8-for-8 for 89 yards. Yeah. Are you still critical of your quarterback here? Because (laughs) the the guy right now is is batting 1,000. Yeah, it it is. Um, it's a roller coaster with Anthony Brown. Right, he played really well in the second and third quarters against UCLA. Then he waited till the two minutes left in the game to throw his first YOLO ball of the season. Right, yeah. you only live once. Pass. I'm like. Brown, he had one interception heading in that game. Like he doesn't do that ever. And today he looks really good. So uh, we're doing a thing so far that I I'm not used to feeling, which is we're playing really well against a bad team. Like we look like we're far better than Colorado, which is what we should do. So, um, but I've been critical at times of, of Mario, our head coach, of just kind of not letting our coordinator, Joe Moorhead, is fantastic, of just doing his job. Like just kind of too much interference on what we're doing. And it feels like lately they've been letting him Moorhead kind of. Ever since this little scare at the hospital, they've been kind of letting him have more control of the offense. And um, that's very important, right? That's what good coaches do. And so if you let go of Harbaugh, again, back to the conversation, who are you hiring? Now, I'm sure there's assistants. You know, Tony Elliott comes in. We'll, we'll, we, I'm sure he'll get a look. You know, Joe Moorhead of Oregon, well, not from Michigan, but he'll get a look at Washington State, for example. I mean, there's, there's coordinators around the country that will get looks at, at these jobs. But who is going to be better than Harbaugh? That's the question. If you're a Michigan fan right now, who are you hiring? Realistically, don't say Nick Saban. Who, who are you hiring um, you know, for this job? This is the Fox Football Saturday brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. On the other side, we'll get you caught up on everything going on. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party is going on right now between Georgia and Florida. Texas Tech taking on Oklahoma. We're going to get you set for a busy day in college football. And of course, you know us. We're going to get you set for an incredible Sunday in the NFL coming up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, 
for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Snap, Williams, straight drop, looking left, looking at Hazelwood, looks back middle, backing up, now steps up, Williams escapes, rolls right, throws late for the end zone, Williams caught it, touchdown, Mario! That's Toby Rowland there from Learfield, Oklahoma, leading Texas Tech 14-7, they just got to the end of the first quarter there, by the way, Caleb Williams, who took over for Spencer Rattler, now looking back, 7-11, 169 yards, two touchdowns in the first quarter. Uh, and Rattler's looking for a new job because this oh, kid yeah. ain't giving up this one. The true freshman, Caleb Williams, looking like a Heisman candidate in his own right uh, for the Sooners. Meanwhile, we got the uh, outdoor, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, the traditional battle of Georgia and Florida. Of course, they play this game in Jacksonville. No score. Uh, at the end of the first quarter here, Jeff, 
Uh, there's no questioning Georgia's defense. They're historically good. That's how dominant they've been. Georgia, of course, a unanimous number one in the latest AP poll. Offensively, though, uh, they're not world beaters offensively. They've had the two-quarterback situation. Um, any concerns offensively that somehow they could hold them back short of their goal of winning a national championship? Um. I don't think so. I, I mean, look, they they want um, what. Every team has a flaw in the country. There's not one team this year, right? Is there one team this year you think doesn't have a flaw, right? They all kind of like I, like I, like I think Cincinnati doesn't have much of a flaw. They're just not as talented as Georgia and Alabama, right? right. Okay, Georgia's flaws, like offensively, they're just okay. Like like they're not going to win a game offensively. Their defense will put them in spots to help them. But if you say, hey, you're going to have to have four 75-yard touchdown drives to win a a game, that's not what this offense is, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you are that team, you rely on what you're good at. Running the football. It's a play-action pass. I mean, they're playing with the backup quarterback, right? Now, I mean, they decided to go with him this year after injuries. And as we're talking right now, they just rushed for 15 yards. But, like, you just... Run your game plan because you trust your defense, right? Your defense will get an interception, a fumble, a, a good field position on a punt. Like they will be able to do that. And with their offensive line and with, the, you know, they do have weapons at running back and at wide receiver. They have enough. It's not like, no offense, Sam, it's not like Iowa, right? That just doesn't really have the weapons that Georgia has weapons. It just takes them some time to get going sometimes because they're not a high powered offense. Uh, but right now, as we're talking, they're driving down the field, balls at the, at the four to 32. They're just, Grinding away right now, right? And, you know, the, the offensive line's pancaking some people, moving some bodies off the ball. Second and five now. That's just what they are, um, what they're going to be on offense. Oh, I just love the fact it's a wide open season. It doesn't happen often in college football, but this is one of those years, the Heisman being a prime example of that. For instance, one of the hot candidates going into this week, Kenny Pickett at Pitt, they lost today at home. He threw for 519 yards and three touchdowns. But he also had a couple of interceptions, and you could argue maybe he wasn't even the best quarterback on the field because Tyler Van Dyke of Miami was 32 of 42, 428 yards, and three touchdowns. So it, it just seems like, you know, what's the flavor of the week? By the way, Steve Sarkeesian, how many more games can he lose before the Boo Birds get out? Now, look, they lost a good Baylor team on the road today. They're 4-4. Four and four. Yeah, they're four and four. You got rid well, of Tom well, Herman. The problem is they've lost their last three games. Yeah, you got rid of scores. Tom Herman for a reason unbeknownst to me, other than you felt that Sark was a major step up from Tom Herman. And I think what they're finding out in Austin is he's not. Uh, yeah, he, he's not. Um, and uh, and that um, you know, look, it's his first year getting this job back, right? Being a head coach again. So I'll give him a little bit of grace as we continue to kind of see how he, how he does this year. But it's very concerning that you've now had, uh, you've now had three straight games in the same, in the same way. Like that, that is a problem. Um, and we have to see it fixed probably next year now because it's not going to be fixed now. 
Yeah, also another undefeated team right now is Wake Forest, led by the immortal Sam Hartman uh, as their quarterback. <laughs> They've jumped off to a quick 7 nothing lead today against Duke. You look at the remainder of their schedule, they have road games. They're at North Carolina, not an easy game. NC State at home at Clemson. I don't even know where Clemson's going to be at that point. Uh, Clemson's taken on Florida State in an absolutely forgettable game so far. 6-3 to three Florida State. I am still just absolutely stunned how T.J. Uwe Angolale, knowing the kind of high school player he was, knowing what he did last year, filling in for Trevor Lawrence, he looked outstanding, including the game they lost against Notre Dame. He had some big numbers. What happened? I mean, it's just been the absolute – I mean, I hate to put it on a young quarterback like that because there's obviously other problems for Clemson. But if you talk about most disappointing players, yeah. Spencer Rattler obviously is on that list, but Uwe Ungle uh at Clemson, you felt like, all right, it's a ready-made situation. He even got some experience a year ago. He bears no resemblance yeah. to the guy we saw last year. None. Uh, no, he doesn't. Um, and it, it, there's Trevor Lawrence covered up a lot of issues they had in that team, right? Which is apparently you know, they had uh, you know they had some issues with um, with kind of offensive line with play calling. And he covered that all up, and now he's just not as dynamic as those guys. And so there's, I think, some concern with you know, again. We talked about adaptability earlier. There needs to be some adaptability um, from from Dabo, right? Finding kind of new ways to do things because what you did is does not work right now, and it's hard to do that during the season. Fix that during the season. It's an off season thing, and so I'm. Going to see, obviously, we'll see how that works in the offseason. All right. A lot of big games coming up a little bit later on. Obviously, you can hear in the voice of Jeff, he's always ready to bring his A game, which he does week in and week out, but he's got a little extra giddy up in his step right now. 21 nothing Oregon all over Colorado yeah. as Anthony Brown, the much maligned, 11 of 1,228 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he did actually have an incomplete pass. You're not going to hold he that throw, against he him. Yeah, throw away. Um, he so the last play the, the last well the touchdown pass against Cal was the the first time all year he had made a throw kind of into traffic and it worked and I had argued after that that gave him confidence to do that more often now of course the Yolo ball at the end of the Bruin game wasn't what I was talking about but he I mean, he just made a pass on third down that was fabulous like I, I he he hadn't done that all season and he trusted a wide receiver a true freshman we have six two two hundred pounds went up and he made the catch like. One-on-one coverage. That's what you should do. Throw it to the dude. And, and if this is what Brown's going to be, I'll sign up for this because um, that can win us uh, the Pac-12. And, and obviously if we get – and I, I think, Steve, unfortunately, Ohio State will still be ahead of us in any playoff rankings, which is kind of pointless to play the games. But, you know, this is what – we kind of have needed from this offense is one, a little bit of juice. Yeah, one team we can eliminate from the uh, playoff chase officially is Iowa. They were embarrassed today on the road against Wisconsin. You talk about no offense, Iowa, Sam. Wow. Uh, 24 <laughs> yards rushing in this game for Iowa. Yeah. Uh, did your quarterback get benched at some point of this um, game? That's not usually Iowa's way. They mm-hmm. usually just let the starter struggle until the clock it hits zero well, because uh, yeah. Padilla came in and was three of six or 39 yards. So I, I don't know if there that. was an injury or they just decided we need to make a change. They, they, yeah, I don't. I think they just wanted to give the backup a little a couple reps and glad they did because 
anything you, could be better. I don't know, that. Jeff. Don't don't I remember Iowa Sam predicting an Iowa State Iowa showdown for the national championship? I, I never I, said I, that. I, I think I heard that too. Yeah. I think that's that's something I heard. They were both oh. what, top ten teams, and this was going to be the dream year. Iowa State, by the way, is leading at West Virginia, thirty-one to twenty-four. We got six minutes to go in the third quarter in that game. All right, on the other side, we got the Heisman update, including a name that most of you have never heard of. But first, let's find out what's trending right now as we welcome aboard Mr. David Gascon. What's, David, how are you, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you guys doing? Doing great. I mean, Gascon's coming up. Yeah, Jeff's all excited. <laughs> 21 nothing Ducks. 21-7. Uh-oh. Colorado's coming back. Yikes. Yes. Mm. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that team is awful. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about it before the show started. They're not UNLV awful. Mm. How many uh, losses in a row for UNLV now? 14. 14. That's 14. That's, that's that's getting up there. I mean, Carson Arby. Strong was great last year, him and Romeo Dubs, and they mm. were solved last night. I just, man. Was when, there when ever people... a heyday of UNLV football? I guess Randall Cunningham 100 years ago, but John Robinson couldn't turn it around. Anybody? When people say, uh, go back to Justin Herbert very quickly. When people say, oh, Justin Herbert, how is he so bad in college? Well, his offensive coordinator now is winless at UNLV in two seasons. That's how, that, that's he that's why everyone. Well, he wasn't bad. If he, he had 32 what? touchdowns and was, six okay. picks what, his what? senior year. Josh Allen. Not bad. He, was, jo- he wasn't as good as, as we thought he should be yeah. in offense. Put it like that. I guess the one game that, that you can't wipe away was the Auburn game, right? Like that was the one game that if you have eyeballs on Oregon, and him, it was that game. His senior, he had 32 touchdowns, six picks, completed 67% of his passes, won a Pac-12 championship, and a Rose Bowl. How yeah. bad was he? Yeah. I couldn't that, understand that. I used the wrong like, word. I used the wrong word. It didn't play up to expectations. The people's well, expectations what were your expectations? 50 touchdown passes? I don't I don't. It was the off. It was just the offense. I'll put it like that. You know who was, was bad in college was Josh Allen. Like Josh yeah, Allen was not that, good that at was, Wyoming. Those are bad numbers. I mean, the thought that he would ever complete sixty percent <laughs> of his right. passes when he couldn't even do it in college in right. the Mount West, yeah. no less. Um, that is a, a miracle transformation Buffalo has done with him. Yeah. So, um, you guys had talked about it, and Kenneth Walker the third man, he mm. was on fire today. The handoff to Kenneth Walker blows through the Wolverines on his feet at the ten. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, MSU. Do you believe it? With a 23-yard touchdown run, that's his fifteenth thing of the ball game. Yeah, salute to him. Sparty got it done. Walker had 23 carries for 197. Five touchdowns for Michigan State as they come from behind down 16 to Michigan and beat them 37-33. Sparty now 8-0 this season. Wolverines fall to 7-1. Number two, Cincinnati holds on to beat Tulane 31-12. And as you mentioned, Steve, that thing was awful between Wisconsin and Iowa. Like, that is an awful football team. <laughs> oh, don't throw the dirt I on mean, them. they <laughs> are They can finish 10-2. Yeah, their offense they is suck. Defense is pretty good. <laughs> that Iowa team yeah, should right. not be in the top yeah. fifty. Mm. No. I mean, Kirk Ferentz, what is fired? His future? What fired. Fired. There fired at the end of the season. Oh. Uh, Wisconsin sure 27-7 over Iowa. <laughs> Hawkeyes managed to have 156 total yards in this game, but they had 23 going into the third quarter. They were two of 13 on third downs, guys. 0 of three on fourth downs. Mm. 
Yeah, uh, pretty bad. Iowa, Iowa. I'm talking here. Oh, okay, okay, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, uh, anyways, Baylor, 16th ranked in the nation. They'll move up. They beat Texas 31-24. Pitt falls at home to Miami. Iowa State leads West Virginia 31-24. Brees Hall, 14 carries for 129 and a touchdown of his own. Georgia right now leads Florida 3-0. Oklahoma, 14. Texas Tech, 7. Caleb Williams, 199 and two touchdowns. Oregon comfortably up on Colorado, 21-7. Anthony Brown, 12-13 for 128 and two TDs of his own. Of course, Ole Miss, Auburn later on today. That should be a good one. And uh, Ohio State, Penn State at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. Buckeyes, 19.5-point favorites in this ballgame. Mm. Wow. Ohio State tonight. Cover. And, of course, Jeff, you can't forget this. A perfect 7-0 San Diego State football team tonight. Fresno State out there in Carson. Fresno State comes in as a one and a half point favorite in this game. Are they really? Yes. Yeah, favorite, yeah. <laughs> Are they really? Yes. Yeah. Oh. San Diego State doesn't have much offense, but wow, yeah, they're why. a dog. I mean, although I will say this, <laughs> most likely there'll be more Fresno fans in Carson than there will be San Diego fans. Yeah, I mean, The uh, San Diego State fans are resisting going to Carson, waiting for their new stadium to open up next <laughs> season. Uh, but Fresno fans will travel. They travel. Yeah, so they'll I mean, be well, out there and I mean, forth. If you're at Fresno, what are you going to do? You can get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's uh, for the what, – what do they call this? The, the – uh, what is it? Oil can? They have an oil can oh, at yeah. stake there. Oil can. Those. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Um, all right, uh, David, thank you very much. All right, it is that time. It's the Heisman Update. 10-5 touchdown. Heisman Update. Now, I really rarely bring attention to the fact that I have a Heisman vote. Well, Never. actually, I do that all the time. Is the first time, time you ever time. mentioned it? Okay. Yeah, first time ever. Um, I'm very proud of that Heisman vote, and you I take be. it seriously. It's important. And each week, I like to give you uh, my current top three of where I stand in the Heisman chase. Now, this does not include today's games. So if you're Michigan State, Kenneth Walker, the third fan, don't be screaming right now. Because his last game, he had under 100 yards rushing. So this was through last week's game. So here is my current number three. And he gets into this one. This is an absolute huge punt. Wow. It lands at the 18. It rolls to the 14. Down to the 12. Okay. That is CBS Sports Network. And that punt was off the foot of Matt Ariza, the San Diego State punter. Now, we got quarterbacks putting up some nice numbers, running backs. But there's only one player in college football making history. And that is Matt Ariza. He is averaging 54 uh, yards a punt for the season. The record for a single season is 51. Let me give you some numbers here. He has already matched the NCAA record for most punts over 50 yards in a season. And if San Diego State plays in their conference championship game, he's only played half of his games. They now say that this guy punting the football, that they've never seen anything like this, even on the NFL level. Oh, and by the way, he's also their place kicker as well. So how is San Diego State undefeated? They have no offense. Their defense is better than average. But their punter is out of this world. Can I give you a stat on him very quickly? Yes. You'll enjoy this. 80-yard punts by all NFL punters combined since 2014. One. 80-yard punts by Matt Areza this month, too. 
He's now, had a couple back of those were, there were one was an elevation. Um, right. They might have both been elevation, but nonetheless, that's still pretty incredible. Well, the 81-yard punt arise I had this last week traveled 84 yards in the air. Oh, yeah, you know, was that, that was at San Jose State, and the other right. one was at Air Force. Yeah, or this was at Air Force at elevation. But here's the thing. You ever see, like, a left fielder stand there when a home run is just yes. plastered and they don't move? <laughs> that yeah. was the receiver on this punt. Like, he didn't even move. Like, the ball was so far over his head, he just stood there, turned around, and watched it roll. So... I don't know if he's going to be there in the end, but I have to give some love. Punter Matt Ariza, my current number three. Here's my number two. Here's the snap. Looking towards Mechie. He's covered. Looking to the left side. Everybody's covered. Here now Bryce will run. He's in the 5-4-3-2-1. Touchdown, Alabama! Eli, go from Learfield. I can't leave Bryce Young out of the equation. Although, this quarterback still has some big games ahead of him. You can say it's his to lose because he's going to be in high-profile guns for Alabama. Look, if it comes down to an Alabama-Georgia SEC championship game and he lights up Georgia and wins that game, he's going to win the Heisman Trophy, right? Yes. Against that, if he can put up 350 yards, three or four touchdowns against that Georgia defense, he can win the Heisman. Right now, he's my two. Here is my one. Fake to Pierce. Corral keeps it, lowers his head, pumps it into the end zone. Touchdown, Ole Miss. Matt Corral, the quarterback of Ole Miss. That's David Kellum from Learfield there. I give him the slight edge over Bryce Young, even though Alabama beat Mississippi because he's been doing it with his legs as well. He had a 195-yard rushing day. Ole Miss is top 10 in the country. Big game today on the road against Auburn. Uh, If he goes out there today, Jeff, and wins on the road, puts up 250 yards, runs for 70 or 80 yards, accounts for three or four touchdowns, Matt Corral's definitely in the mix. Well, Auburn's winning that game, so that might might end that discussion. But um, what does Kayvon Thibodeau have to do to get to New York? Well, the problem for him was missing games early on in the season. Now, look, we got a long way to go before we can talk about Heisman finalists. And what I always tell you is, what do you do on the big games down the stretch? You can look over many Heisman seasons. Like the year Carson Palmer won the Heisman Trophy at USC, when we were sitting at this time of that year, he was on nobody's list. Nobody's list. They had lost a game to Kansas State. You know, he'd been pretty much a disappointment most of his career at USC. And then all of a sudden, he gets on fire and he lights up UCLA, lights up Notre Dame. And the next thing you know, he's walking away with a trophy. So we got got a long way to go. But for a guy like Thibodeau to emerge as a defensive player, obviously Oregon has to run the table and he's going to have to play huge down the stretch. And it really comes down to that last weekend because the majority of Heisman votes, because everything is done online nowadays. There's no mail-in anymore. Those days are in the past. And by the way, I don't know if you've ever seen – I'll have to show you this. Uh, The codes that I have to go through, nuclear codes, (laughs) are less complicated than the ones I have to to get into my actual Heisman ballot. But – the majority of the votes will come after that last weekend where you have the conference championship games. Uh, think of Endomic and Sue and that huge conference championship game he had for Nebraska against Texas. Even though they lost the game, all of a sudden an avalanche of late votes came in for Endomic and Sue. So for a guy like Thibodeau, similar situation. Depending on who they're playing in the Pac-12 championship game, if they get there, 
and he has, you know, three or four sack day and just dominates and NFL's buzzing that this guy's going to be the number one overall pick. Yeah, he could definitely get some votes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm just curious. You know, people were talking about like a Jordan Davis even from Georgia, which is a D tackle's not going to get it. But right. the idea that like it could be it's that type of year where you're like, oh my god, the best defense let's say ever um, is uh, you know is gonna have a D tackle it there, which I think Steve Edmond was the and Dominic Steve Edmond uh, was finished fourth and Dominic and Sue finished fourth as defensive tackles. Although yeah. both those guys were just, I mean, Steve Edmond, do you, I mean, can you go so, back to when he was at Washington? He was unbelievable. So my, one of my bosses is a Washington fan and Steve yeah. Edmond played in the, in the early nineties, obviously. And yeah. you know, that's, you know, that's a little early for my, I mean, I was a sure, Bruin yeah. fan, but like that was a little early. You're for a my kid. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And so he like gets really upset. He's like, when I'm like, I don't really, uh, he's like, go watch his highlights. And I, did. He was incredible. Like he was the thing with Jordan Davis from Georgia currently is he does not get sacks. No, he does. Steve Edmond and Dominican Sue, they did everything well. Sacks, stop the run. I mean, they, they were they were dominant forces the entire game. Jordan Davis is, is dominant, don't get me wrong, but he's not sacking the quarterback. All right. On the other side, is Jenny Taft going to be joining us at some point? Are we getting ready? Have we heard anything from Jenny? Top of the hour. All right, so Jenny Taft, who was on the sidelines for that Michigan-Michigan State game, she's going to be joining us in the next hour. We've been covering a lot of college football. We're going to you know, drop in a little NFL news along the way. Uh, in fact, we'll get started with some of that coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
back to throw Brown. Little pressure, hit, but throws, and it is caught for the touchdown. First of all, what a throw, and then what a catch by Troy Franklin. Jerry Allen from Learfield, Green River. Oregon Ducks all over Colorado. 28-7, four minutes to go in the first half. Uh, Ducks uh, getting the job done today. By the way, with 14 championship races worth $31 million in purses and awards, the Breeder Cup is two days of horse racing too big to miss. Learn more at breederscup.com slash 2021 or bet now at tvg.com. Tyran Matthew, chief safety, the pro bowler, one of the best defenders out there in the NFL, went to social media on his Instagram account and called his hometown Chiefs fans one of the most toxic fan bases in sports. He has been forced to walk that back, saying that was a huge mistake. But if you're a Chiefs fan right now, what the hell is going on? Now, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about Patrick Mahomes. You were laughing at people who were saying, whatever happened to Mahomes, he was having the tough day against Buffalo. Well, he completely disappeared against Tennessee. I mean, now he has hit rock yeah. bottom. We have never, ever seen him as ineffective in his yeah. NFL career as he is right now. Chiefs fans, their heads are spinning like, what has happened to our superstar half-billion-dollar quarterback? Where is he? What has happened? Please explain to everybody what's going on with Patrick Mahomes. All right. Let's take a deep breath here. Uh, before the Titans game, the Chiefs offense entered number one in the NFL in points per drive, number one in the NFL in points per scoring opportunity, which is kind of the same thing, uh, number one in the NFL in um, in uh, in you know uh, scoring, uh, number two in efficiency, and, and kind of two different rankings, um, but they're number one in the NFL in, in turnovers uh, per you know per possession, essentially, right? They, they just, or mm-hmm. turnover, drives ended in turnover. This has not been good, right? They've turned the ball over way too much. Um, so that was the first kind of, that was the worst game of Mahomes' career. And, you know, everyone wants to blame the offensive line. Blah, blah, blah. It was Mahomes' fault. He didn't play well. And it's that simple. Um, and, you know, the possible explanations for that are, uh, he's just pressing too much, right? When you have a defense, and defense has been Better, but that's not like a great thing to say because they're really bad. So better is still bad. Um, you try to do too much, and he's just not taking what the defense gives him. Defenses are playing; they played the Chiefs in more two high safeties than the than like forty more snaps than any other team in the NFL. Like they're playing the Chiefs into in two high safeties means you're not going to get those deep shot plays, right? There's two safeties deep every play, not one, two. And so you have to take what's there. It might be a three-yard pass, a four-yard pass, a five-yard pass. It's just underneath, and you have to take it, and you have to just be uh, – except we're probably not going to be able to – Hit the shot plays we like to hit. You have to run the ball as well. That's how you get out of, out of teams getting out too high. And the blueprint is there. The Chiefs offense just has to do it. And they just haven't. And I think this weekend, look, they all know what the problem is. They just got to fix it. Now, I personally do not like to see that their players are going on in, in so, on social media and blasting the fans. Yes, fans can act a certain way on social media. Okay, that's what social media is. There's good and there's bad. And the only... They only know you as basically the last thing you did, right? And the last thing Chiefs have done, they have not played good football. The, the standards are very high. I think it's a poor look to go on social media 
and bicker with fans when you're losing. No one cares. Just win football games. The fans don't. You're just feeding the fire if you do that. And why are you on Instagram? You, 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 some of these players weren't even tagged. They weren't even tagged. They just went on Instagram and commented on these stuff. Guys, just just focus on winning football games. The Instagram stuff, it's 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 trivial. It doesn't matter. You're not going to win that battle. No one is going to be like, you know what? These Chiefs players, well, guys, they're working hard. They said so on, on Instagram. Like, uh, give them the benefit of the doubt. They're not going to do any of that, right? So we, we, we can't. We can't do that. Like, as a player, you, you just can't do that. So I think that we we just as, – as Chiefs players, not we, I'm not with the Chiefs anymore, but the Chiefs players have just got to let it slide and get ready to play the Giants this weekend. It's, it's Monday night, I should say. Yeah, they have the Monday night game against the Giants. So if they walk away from this game losing to the lowly Giants and they score three points like they did against Tennessee and Mahomes has a repeat of what we saw against Tennessee, then will you be concerned? Well, I'm concerned. Um, it's not. It's not good what's happening right now. I, I think. That, I mean, there you know, was one throw in this game. I mean, look, he was under some pressure. Uh, the offensive line didn't play particularly well against the Titans, and they, and they were down twenty-seven nothing early. So, you know where their mindset was in the second half. But there was one throw in particular, a little sideline pass, about fifteen yards down the field to Travis Kelsey, was open, and the ball was badly overthrown. And Kelsey looked back like. What the hell was that? Like yeah, it, it I've never Mahomes seen not, that before. It, it's hard to criticize him because he's he has covered up for the Chiefs' poor drafts yes. for years mm-hmm. and the yeah. lack of talent, which is hap- which is part of the problem. They're talent. They're not very talented right now, and when he doesn't play at that level, it just gets stinkier, right? Like like it's just the the, the 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 talent's not there for him to overcome if he's not playing very well. So there's a lot of pressure on him to be the guy each week, and that's hard for any quarterback to do. All right, we got a lot of NFL preview to come up on the next hour. Also, we're going to get a recap of what happened today. Michigan State coming out on top against Michigan. Battle of Unbeatens in the Big Ten. Jenny Taff was on the sidelines. She will join us as we roll on with more Fox Football Saturday. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. McNamara throws it right sideline. It is picked. It's and picked. It, and it's picked. That's the ball game, baby. The Spartans have picked it off. It's all over. The Spartans have beaten Michigan again. They're celebrating in East Lansing. That is 760 WJR Spartans Radio Network. Michigan State defeats Michigan Battle of Unbeatens. They move to 8-0 in the season. This is Fox Football Saturday. Steve Hartman, Jeff Schwartz with you. And joining us right now, she was there on the sidelines for this epic Big Ten battle. Host of Undisputed, Fox Sports, college football sideline reporter, our dear friend Jenny Taft joins us once again. Jenny, you know, you you go into a game, battle of unbeatens, you know, there's a lot of anticipation back and forth. You're hoping for a good game. And then it exceeds expectations. Uh, what was it like on the sidelines for this epic battle between these two in-state rivals? Boy, I think you put you said it perfectly. It exceeded expectations in every which way. I mean, it was incredible to be a part of. Spartan Stadium was rocking. I mean, we know the rivalry heading into this one, and we knew it was at stake. And the fact that we've got two top ten teams, first time since 1964, you know the hostile environment. Everyone knows the big brother little brother analogy these teams don't like each other these fan bases really hate each other and there was always something to prove when it comes to this one and I always think that the state of Michigan it really is divided at a game like this and for Michigan State to prevail get it done with the epic comeback I mean Coach Tucker kept talking to us about the fact they would fight and they were not going to quit and boy did we see that from them today I mean I got to give Coach Tucker a lot of credit for the way he has his guys competing I mean they were not picked to do well this season. He took a lot of guys from the portal. They've had all this success. And I know you guys saw what Kenneth Walker did today, but what a performance. I want to get back to the resiliency. So they're down 30-14, and you're, you're roaming the sidelines. It's the fourth quarter. Uh, what was the mood of, of the team like at that moment? Right, Because the energy, I'd imagine, was kind of sucked out of the stadium. I know the crowd was there early. They were hyped. Uh, how, how did kind of the team respond to that? Well, I was really intrigued by the way Coach Tucker actually came out in the second half. So, obviously, they, they need to come back. But he was so fired up, it, just walking back out through the tunnel, making sure his guys – you sit down and talk to coaches, and now I'm really just getting to know Coach Tucker to us about the energy and the resiliency and that his guys would not give – they would not give up this fight. And we kind of kept going back to a heavyweight fight all day. And it was really the fact that they were never going to quit. And he could sense that. He told me they'd be better in the second half. And no doubt they were there to compete. But I think, unfortunately, if you're a Michigan fan listening to this, 
there's many ways that they should have finished this one out, right? I mean, in so many ways, they could have gotten it done, and they had their moments, and Michigan State found a way to, to get it done. But I think mood-wise, although it may have felt like a lull at times, it was pretty much rocking the entire time. And I loved something Cousin Joel actually said in one of the commercial breaks when we were on air. It was like, you almost don't want anyone to lose this game because it was just so good, and it had all the energy all the hype like I can't even sometimes I'm like how is this my job like this is incredible that I have this front row seat to all the excitement and energy and I don't take that for granted in the moments and interviewing coach Tucker after the game like those are highlights for me no doubt no doubt about that Jenny we're envious believe me we're envious of your opportunity (laughs) to be on the sidelines for these amazing college football battles all right so there's two sides to every story the Michigan State side, beside themselves, tremendous comfort behind victory. And then there's the Michigan side. And the fact that Jim Harbaugh came up on the short end can come as no surprise. He's now 2-13 and all-time against AP top 10 teams, 0-6 against those teams on the road. He won one bowl game his first year at Michigan. Look, he got a contract extension after their 2-4 and four abbreviated, whatever that was, last year in the shortened season. They seem to still have a lot of faith that somehow Jim Harbaugh is going to take him to that next level. It looked good for most of the game, but in the end, he has failed once again and to make matters worse against an in-state rival. What is the prevailing thought? Maybe it's a little difficult to gauge when you're on the road, but... What was the mood of Michigan after this devastating loss? Yeah, it's going to be hard, and I think Harbaugh's going to answer some tough questions after one. And, you know, it's so hard to pinpoint in these moments, right? Like, why couldn't the defense find a way to stop to stop Kenneth Walker? You know, the offense had their moments. It really was Cade's best performance, if you look at the numbers. I mean, he, was, he had 28 for 44. Um, 383 yards, two touchdowns. He had that interception. And so much of the storyline going into this one was whether or not we would be seeing more of backup J.J. McCarthy. He obviously goes in the game. He has some costly fumbles. Those will be question marks if we sh- if they should have continued to roll with Kay when he was having such a good game. And I can say he was locked in. And I can only imagine the dynamic as a QB who is now splitting some of that time that, that changes things. And Kate and I had spoken this week and he, he said that we really do appreciate and understand our roles. I will do whatever I need to get this team a win. But, you know, everyone was clamoring for JJ to play more. And at this point, Cade really was having a good day. So should they have stuck more with him? Was that a factor in the way this one ended? And I think there will be question marks surrounding uh, the, the offense in that sense. And then defensively, there were they were exposed in a way and struggled with the tempo at times. And, you know, they really had not been tested the way they were tested today. And I do want to give some love to Kenneth Walker because just the way that he's come on to Michigan State and found – a way to be such a factor. I mean, five touchdowns is the most in this rivalry transferred in from Wake Forest. He's got an incredible journey where he committed to play for Coach Tucker before he'd even seen the campus. He fell in love with Coach Tucker, the culture, what he was going to do with the program, and he really believed he fit the mold that he needed. And he comes in and just, you know, Heisman conversation is is an understatement. And we had, had an interview that was pretty emotional, and, and it was just such a moment for him that, you know, I loved what Coach Tucker said, that you are remembered and your legacy is all about games like this. And for so, in so many ways, Kenneth Walker, no doubt, will be remembered after today. 
Last for me, well, I want to talk about Mel Tucker because he's done a fabulous job. He did well at Colorado the year he was there, but went to Michigan mm-hmm. State during a COVID year. Now, obviously, has his team as a top five uh, team, and they're you know they're explosive plays. They're good enough on defense. There's going to be a lot of talk about him to LSU. I know he doesn't he doesn't want to talk about it right now, but um, I feel like that's this was kind of that win where the LSU boosters are like, yep, that's that's our guy. Yeah, you know, you know, those LSU boosters were watching. You know that they had a lot to say, and of course. Coach Tucker told us all the right things when we chatted with him yesterday, that that's the furthest thing from his mind, that this is home, this is where he's wanted to be. And look, I don't know, he said that before, but right now he has this place rolling. And I, I really did appreciate how he was in the postgame interview, just about what it means um, for this fan base. And it's not lost on him what he's been able to do with this program and the way he's been able to turn around in just his second season, right? No one at Michigan State wants me to say that he's going to be getting a lot of attention, but when you're getting attention, that also means you're doing the right thing, and Coach Tucker acknowledged that to us yesterday. So how much attention, how much money is at play when it's all said and done and those conversations are happening? Uh, I don't know. I would I would have a hard time turning down some of those offers probably coming my way, but I think today was all about just what this win means to the program, and gosh, it's just there's nothing better than a rivalry game like this. Well, a final word here on Kenneth Walker as someone that has a Heisman vote, and I call attention to that every day here, there Jenny. There you go. Um, uh, you know, it's amazing when you think about transferring. A year ago, he was at Wake Forest, and Wake Forest is undefeated right now. And, yes, they have Sam Hartman, no relation, but I'll take claim mm-hmm. to him anyway. Um it's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And I, and I love when a non-quarterback gets in the mix for the Heisman chase. And there's no question after what he did today, almost 20 yards rushing, five touchdowns against Michigan. Kenneth Walker the third is very much in that conversation. Jenny, yes, we're envious. We're envious. But we're also lucky we get you on every week to talk about these great <laughs> games and give us a little taste of what it's like to be on the sidelines. We always appreciate it, Jenny. Thanks so much. I really am still coming down from this one. And, you know, they're all fun, but sometimes they're a little extra fun. And that was today. I I, I can't even describe it in words. It was pretty special to be a part of. So thanks for having me, guys. All right. That's uh, Jenny Taft there, host of Undisputed, our Fox College football sideline reporter doing a great job. And, you know, I, I like I said, I had one year where I was able to do sideline reports uh, for UCLA football. Uh, there's nothing like it for us non-football players, Jeff, uh, to be on the sidelines and just sort of get the feel of it. It really is an amazing experience. I, I don't care how good your seats are at a game. There is nothing like being on the sidelines of a football game, uh, especially if you get a big-time college game. NFL obviously is a different level, but the emotion on the college sidelines, and you know this, Jeff, from your own experiences, oh, yeah. many years as you played in the NFL – it's a different. It's a different game at the college level. It's just different. The, the 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 crowd. Everything is so different. The atmosphere at a college football game, big time games, uh, than it is in the NFL. Just it is what it is. And, and I saw today about an hour and a half before the game. You know, they're showing the student section in, in Michigan, State, and, and that stadium was completely empty. For, you know, minus minus just you know the the student section. Like, it was totally rad. It was awesome. Yeah. Great stuff. Absolutely great stuff. All right, uh, we got uh, more updates for you, including number one Georgia and the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. They're doing a number on Florida. We'll update you on that game. Some of the other games coming up. And, yes, we'll dip our toes back into the Sunday NFL schedule coming up next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Fake a blitz with Anderson. Will bring three. Anderson kind of hovers. Pick the Kobe Dane at the 50, 40, 30. He's going to take it to the house. Dinner's cooking. Touchdown. Touchdown to Kobe. Pick six. That is Bulldogs Radio Network. Number one, Georgia. Scoreless at the end of the first quarter. Lead Florida in Jacksonville, twenty-four to nothing. Uh, once again, uh, defensively, I want to get to some of these numbers going into the game. They're okay, pitching a ahead. shutdown. Yeah. So going into this week, number one in total defense, number one in or number two in the nation in rushing defense. Yes. Number two in the nation in passing yards allowed per game. Number two in the nation in passing efficiency defense. And every other school in the country is giving up, on average, at least 14 points a game. Michigan, 6.6. And they're pitching a shutout at halftime. So we're we're not just, again, talking about a a good defense. We're talking about, at this point at least, a historic defense. 
Yeah. So this game is is pretty fascinating. So it was it was three three minutes and thirty nine seconds left in the in the second half. Excuse me, first half. It was a fourth and thirteen. Florida had the ball to Georgia thirty four. They went for it on fourth and thirteen. They they didn't get it. It's shocking, right? I didn't get the decision. The first play after that. Stenson Bennett throws a 32-yard pass. So Georgia's cooking right away. Next pass, interception. Okay? The ball's at the two-yard line for Florida. Two plays there, they fumble the ball. So there's two minutes and 20 seconds left in the first half. It's 3-0. Georgia has the ball on the floor, on the 11, the Florida 11. Now it's 24-0 two minutes later. Like, the ability for Georgia with a pick six, with the ability to, to pick off in another reception that led to a touchdown, it's that quick play, quick strike ability, which is makes them even deadlier than all the stats that you have said is that if you're an offense, if you're Florida, right, you have to play each play with a purpose of not messing up, right? Like you, like you can't, you, you can't feel free, right? Cause you, you, you think one mistake and we lost ourselves a game. Like it, it's that it happens that quickly because you, you just, you can't get an inch, right? You just can't, like, you might get seven yards and the next play you throw an interception. Like it just, it's so hard to play this defense. That's the problem, Steve is you can, the offenses just never get in a rhythm and you play essentially afraid to make mistakes. Yeah. Remember their last two games going into this matchup, they won at Auburn, who was number 18 at the time, 34 to 10. And then last week played undefeated Kentucky, who was ranked 11th in the country, 30-13. to 13. So they're not just winning. They're winning going away. That's three straight weeks. Remember, before that, they played Arkansas, who was also ranked uh, what, top oh, 10, 37 to nothing uh, yeah. in that game. So they're, they're just rolling it up. And if you look at the main, remainder of their schedule, uh, Missouri at home, at Tennessee, Charleston Southern, Georgia Tech, uh, they really don't have much of anything yeah. until that SEC championship game. We would expect a showdown against Alabama. That'll be interesting. Very interesting. So, Steve, so Steve, if Alabama, let's just say that Cincinnati wins out. Right. Ohio State wins out. Mm-hmm. Oregon loses. Right. Oklahoma loses. Yeah. Ohio State, Oregon, Oklahoma. Two of the three lose, okay? Mm-hmm. I know and where Alabama, you're going with this, but finish. It, it, I'm right, yeah, I'm right and you know where I'm going. Alabama, Alabama loses right. to Georgia in the championship Two loss Alabama in the playoff. The, like the well, it depends on becomes, the game. I mean, it, if it comes down to like some last second yeah, field let's goal, let's lose between three and seven look, points. Again, I've said this a, a million times, and I'm not blaming them. The college football playoff is run by ESPN. So they're going to put Alabama <laughs> in there any chance they can so because so the eyeballs question. are on Alabama. So here's my question. This is the question I have. Right? Is for you? Mm-hmm. Is the playoff for best? Or foremost deserving? Because those are two different questions, right? Okay. For best includes Alabama with two losses. Right. Mm-hmm. Most deserving includes not Alabama and someone else in that, right. in that, in that situation. All right. You played in the NFL. Do we always get the two best teams in the Super Bowl? Rarely do we get the best two seasons in the uh, Super Bowl. I mean, the last, Rarely. The last, uh, until last season, we had about eight straight years. Well, I, like I put the it one this way. If you the, go by one, one versus one seeds, how often does that happen in the Super Bowl? One versus one. Rarely. The last... Tampa Bay was the first team to make the Super Bowl who hadn't had a bye mm-hmm. since 2012. So right. it's happened more often than they we They had think. A three straight road yeah. games to actually play but a I think home Tampa, game. But I think Tampa was... 
I think Tampa just, you know, they, they just started slow last year. Okay. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah. but, but, but my point is this. When you talk about the best teams, I go back to the BCS championship, right? I thought it worked out and, well And, you know, the BCS championship, for instance, the year we had Texas and USC in the championship game, I don't think it was any argument they were the two best teams in the country. Correct. But if you had a playoff, there's always the potential of somebody getting upset. Yeah. We know that. Uh, believe yeah. me, there are yeah. still, uh, you know, whether it was, uh, what what was that year? Was it uh, Utah was in 04? They were upset because they didn't get into the playoff. That was the year of USC and Oklahoma. So there was always, you know, this is the argument against the BCS. Are we really getting the two best teams? But when you have a playoff situation, yeah. and I still don't consider what we're watching right now a legitimate playoff. A playoff to me is you get the conference champions getting automatic bids, and you'd have to have at least six is the way I've always looked at it. You have five power conference, yeah. and then you have a group of five, and then you would at least have conference champions. But even in conference championship games, yeah. the better team doesn't always win. So um, That's the so, nature of playoffs. So they're talking right now about playoff expansion, and yeah. there's, they're going to meet this week, I believe, in Texas about it, all the, the conference commissioners and, uh, and Notre Dame's commissioner. And the idea is either 8 or 12, right? And essentially, in 8, it's, you know, it's a 6. It's the same principle, essentially, right? The 6 automatic qualifiers, you know, the, the 5 power 5s plus the highest group of 5, and then 6 you know, at-larges, um, or, or obviously the 8 is you know, the 6 plus the 2. Um, at this point... I just go twelve. Like, why not? Right. Um, and, and again, I I've, I feel very strongly that it's not going to change who wins. But we're but in years like this, once every fifteen years, a little weirdness might happen. But the other fourteen years, the top team, two teams are going to win. I I think that that the twelve team situation too actually gives an advantage to the top four teams because they have a bye the first week. Is that an advantage? I mean, oh, we've yes. seen a lot of times where you know teams have that uh, bye week. Uh, and they don't show up. Yeah. Remember the Baltimore Ravens a couple of yeah. years ago? I, it's it's a, I think it's a little bit different in college and NFL because the talent disparity is so, so different. Mm-hmm. And if you're like a 12 seed mm-hmm. and you just upset the 5 seed and now you have to go play Georgia, yeah, you, you, good luck. Off, uh, Georgia off a bye, like, it ain't going to happen, right? Um, so, like, I think that that's part of it as well. But also, like, as a Pac-12 fan, all right, I want to win a championship. Yes, the four-team playoff is actually the best way for us to do it, not a 12-team playoff. I, oh, no, one, the Pac-12 doesn't get in the playoff. Fair enough. Fair enough. But are we telling me that, like, a Pac-12 is going to win four straight games in a playoff against, like, Oklahoma, Ohio well, why State, not? Alabama? If you're the best team. Well, I, I, I'm if just you're, trying to If, if I'm you're, if you're buying for, into the idea that, that the Pac-12 has been undersold no, we, and they are better than they, than they actually are. I mean, you could make an no, argument but, a couple of years saying, ago with that USC team that caught fire, ended up beating Penn State in the yeah, uh, Rose no, Bowl. Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold team, was yeah. on fire. That team missed out because they had two early losses of, of playing in a playoff. Maybe they could have done some damage in the playoffs. I, I don't know. Um, Possibly. But I, I think it's to be very – I think that just selfishly for me, like a four-team would be easier for the Pac-12 to win. However, 12 teams would be fine. Look, the goal the goal of the playoff is to obviously have some excitement at the end of the season for these conferences where you're not making a playoff, right? The Pac-12 championship game this year, let's say it's between a two-loss team and a two-loss team. No one's going to the playoff, but – but this year, but in a 12-team, yeah, the winner of that game goes to the playoff. It, it's a, it makes it more fun down the stretch. Well, at least Agreed. it would be more of a legitimate playoff. By the way, we're brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas. 
the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. No one does uh, sports like Vegas, and the excitement is endless. So make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. All right, I have a question for you as a football guy, uh, and it's not related to college football. It's not even related to the NFL. Yesterday in Inglewood, in the shadows of SoFi Stadium, there was yes. a high school game. Inglewood High School played rival Inglewood Morningside. Oh, I saw this, yeah. <laughs> the final score of this game, Inglewood High School beat Inglewood Morningside 106 to nothing. Justin Martin, the quarterback, threw 13 touchdown passes. By the way, he's a UCLA commit. He just flipped, add, right? He just flipped from Cal. Yeah, UCLA, he did. So he's yeah. going to UCLA. Uh, state record, by the way, 13 touchdown passes in a single game. How about this? When it was 104 to nothing, they went for a two-point conversion to make it 106 to nothing. I just want to ask this general question to you because I've gotten mixed responses over the years from football players. Uh, is there such a thing as pouring it on, whether you're on the receiving end or you're dishing it out, in your opinion? Is there such a thing as pouring it on? Um, I don't think so. Um, Which, by the way, is the prevailing thought. In fact, yeah. I've never heard a college football, uh, any football player say, yeah. Yeah. So, well, okay. Uh, what, well, a, I, mean, where, I mean, do you draw okay, a line okay, anywhere? Yes. So, the way I look at it is this. Um, now, obviously, in that specific game, when you have one guy throwing for so many touchdowns, it feels a little excessive. But the question is how they happened, right? Is it just like a swing pass? The guy goes 70 yards for a touchdown. I mean, what are you going to do about that? I think that if your stars are still in and you're up 70 to nothing, that's a little, that's a little much. Um, but if your backups are in, let them play. They don't get to play very much. Like the idea that ba- like when you have your backups in, you can't pass the ball or run an offense. No, let them play. Like that's the only time all year they might be able to play. Let them let them play. You have to run the offense. Like you have to you have to you have to play your game. The other team has to stop you. Like I have no problem with that. Look, I get it. You know, baseball is where this feels like almost more commonplace, right? If you're just up by a couple, you know, by eight runs, you just take a well, base. Well, those in are time. the old unwritten rules, yeah, right? So but I don't buy I, that either. I don't, I, I don't buy that either. I, I really don't think that you know. To me, there really is such a thing running it up, unless unless in this game specifically. Again, you're up. 100 to nothing, and you throw a 75-yard go pass, a a, a little much, right? I think we agree on that. Well, I remember (laughs) at UCLA, this was uh, way back in the day, uh, they were playing Colorado. Buffalo's the late 70s, early 80s had hit rock bottom. And they came into the Coliseum when UCLA is still playing at the Coliseum. I was at this game. The halftime score was UCLA 56, Colorado nothing. The final score was 56 to 14. Yeah. Uh, basically, Terry Donahue, the UCLA coach, took a knee the whole second half. But I don't know how you can ask football players, whether they're backups, third string, whatever they are, to suddenly say, well, don't play as hard. Are you kidding me? I, 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 I'm the, you're, you're an athlete. You're out there to play your best well, that, every single time point. you're on the field, whether you're high school, college, yeah. pros, or whatever. So I, I'm with you. And, and by the way, that is the overwhelming sentiment of anyone that's played the game. Yes. No, there's no such thing as rolling it up. If you're upset about the score, do something about it. Correct. You know, so on the other end. All right, uh, let's find out what's trendy right now. Let's bring on a man. He rolls it up any chance he gets. I mean, he's been rolling it up on Iowa Sam all day long. Yeah, the goal is to put your foot on the throat and to not let up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you've been a part of these games as an athlete. I mean, did you you ever get embarrassed or felt embarrassed by your wiping out somebody else? I don't think so. No, but... I mean, I mean, do you ever get embarrassed wiping never, out Iowa Sam today you know, about that Iowa game? I, I think the closest comparison is when you when you look at the UFC and a guy 
just throws a big hammer and knocks a guy out. Yeah. But he continues to pile on after the dude's already out cold. That's a little excessive. Is it? Well, I mean, he's no, a trained I mean, he's, fighter. Okay. Yeah, thinking about it. Of course it's excessive. It's a, it's a rest job. It's a rest job to break it up. No, That's exactly right. I, I don't, play I don't until I have, disagree with that. Play you until have, the whistle's blown. You, have, you, you should have great judgment to see when a guy yeah. is out cold and frozen no. stiff. Yeah. Look, of these course. Dudes, these, these dudes, look, they're not They're not trying to actually kill each other. Like they, I don't think they're out there. To, but they really are, right? Like They're okay. out there to, like, to, to literally knock someone out and win a fight. Yeah. You, you, can, you go until the ref tells you the guy's knocked out. Okay, I, okay, I understand that. You can do that, but you are you telling me that as as someone that as just a fan of the sport, you can't identify when a guy's out cold? It's not your job. That's a oh, job uh, to do that. Answer the question, though. I was at. I'm sure you I could. Was actually, I'm sure I could. I know I can, sir. You tell me you couldn't tell if I'm you saying, knocked I'm the saying, guy so, out cold. Okay. So, so in the heat of the moment, you, you're you're in a you're in the third round of a heavyweight fight. You guys have been brawling yeah. for for what twelve minutes now, right? right? You're in the middle of it. And you throw a haymaker, you're not going to knock a, a, a guy down. You're just going to stand there and be well, like, not, well, I guess I should have won. Well, well, guess he, maybe he's sleeping. I don't know. I don't know, everybody. No, that no, wasn't the gonna question pummel I asked. Ass and end the fight. I, that wasn't the question I asked. If a guy is frozen stiff, out cold, yeah. can you identify that? I don't know. Because I, was, I sure as hell could. In, in, the, in the moment? Yes. No. Maybe. But your job maybe is to maybe. keep fighting until the end of the fight. Yeah, okay. if something serious. Guys, I was at a fight uh, in New Jersey. I was in Atlantic City way back in the day. Ray Mercer, Tommy Morrison. Tommy was you know, getting a lot of hype, and he was winning early. Ray Mercer knocked him out, and he was down. Like, he was caught up in the ropes, Tommy Morrison. Yeah. His hands dropped, and Mercer hit, hit him in the head like three or four times when he was out cold. Yeah. Before the referee stepped in, I remember thinking after that fight what hospital Morrison was at. Yeah. And about three hours after the fight, I'm walking in the casinos, and there was Tommy Morrison at the craps table. Couldn't believe it. I'm like, yeah. isn't this guy dead? Um, <laughs> I, I'm with I'm with Jeff on this. That's that's up to the officials. You play until the whistle blows. Uh, I, I think that uh, there's a difference between knocking a guy out and, and obviously having an official impede your progress mm-hmm. and another one to pull up a little bit when a guy is frozen stiff out cold mm. in a in a frozen state with his arms like either up or he's like shaking because well, you let me ask you this sweet spot this high school game uh you go for two up 104 to nothing too much well do, do you have a kicker like somebody i don't know kicker i don't know maybe i don't know maybe, maybe your kicker's leg was worn out for kicking so many extra points i don't know i, don't know. I mean mm. if so are, is Ingle, wait, is Inglewood Morningside a new school? Because they also have Morningside, right? Is that, are they renamed no, Morningside? No, no, no. No, I've heard of Inglewood Morningside. Well. They obviously don't have a very good team this year. That's tough. <laughs> I, could, I should speak. My high school, Taft, lost every game for like three straight years recently. My, I think so. my high school is actually decent. We uh, Taft was good when I was in high school. They were uh, really Taft good. was really good just a few years ago. They had a wide mm-hmm. receiver named Michael Thomas. You may have heard of him. Yeah. I actually yeah. saw Keyshawn on the sidelines for his nephew. I'm like, what are you doing here? Uh, my, that's my, my high school there. football coach in in high school was the Taft DC mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of years. So they they, were, they went to the Coliseum. To yeah, play, uh, they were pretty good. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. yeah. Where is Michael Thomas these days? He's been hurt a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> he killed me on my fantasy football last year. Yeah, he was, killed uh, me. Brutal. Mm. Um, guys, college football today. Obviously, a lot of things that are going on right now. Twenty four points in the second quarter for Georgia including a pick six. They are walking away from Florida up 24-0. This ballgame has just started the second half. Caleb Williams, four touchdown passes, 
Oklahoma 28, Texas Tech just seven. Number seven, Oregon on Big Fox leading Colorado 31 to 14 at the break. Number 13, Wake Forest comfortably in front of Duke 28 to nothing. Sam Hartman? Yes. 255 yards passing <laughs> and a couple of TDs. One of the greats. Uh, number eight, Michigan comes from 16 down in the second half to beat number six and undefeated no more Michigan, 37-33. Kent Walker, the third, 23 carries, 197, five touchdowns. Cincinnati wins today. They're still uh, undefeated on the year, ranked second in the nation. And then number nine, Iowa. They've scored a combined 14 points in the last two weeks. Oh, Last two weeks, Purdue smoked them at home. And then today they lose yeah, at Wisconsin. 27-7 to seven was the final score. And this one, guys, this is easily one of the worst ranked teams in college football history. Wow. It's See bad. How, see, that's what we call piling it okay. on. Yes. Is that this fair? Is bad. Iowa Sam, is that fair? No, Iowa Sam's still alive. Yeah, there's no comment. Yeah. Well, I don't know no what response. I'm supposed to do here. I, uh, yeah, so, he's defenseless. Uh, I that's his, his, he's a defenseless his, fighter. That's good. <laughs> defenseless fighter. But he's still, he's still swimming around a little he's bit. He's still squirming like yeah. a little fish. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Guys, it's, uh, it's bad football. All right, David, thank you very much. There you go. All right, defenseless fighter. Hey, uh, before we get to uh, some of the uh, NFL matchups that I want to get to with you, Jeff, I I can't let go of Thursday night. I I just can't. It was the Packers uh, win this game 24 to 21. But I want to go specifically on not the point spread, but the over under in this game. The over under in this game was 50 and a half. 50 and a half. And the final score was Packers 24-21. Do the math. That's 45 points. We saw the Packers have a touch. Let's start with the touchdown that was taken away by replay. I thought he was in. So you're watching the replay. And at the very least, even if you thought, "Mm, maybe, maybe he didn't get in. Uh, We heard Mike Pereira saying Based on what we saw to reverse that call, because you have to have clear, obvious, yeah. uh, you I, have I, to. There's got to be something to the yeah. contrary, clear evidence to the contrary, and there simply wasn't. In, indisputable so, video. So evidence. there goes the over there. Uh, let's start with that play. I mean, okay. uh, uh, what, what did you see there? So this is. I'm glad you mentioned that because I feel like this season plays have been overturned with. Video evidence that's not indisputable, right? Like you're, right. you're supposed to have that. We haven't had that this year. Like we've just had a lot of plays like this one where you're like, "Well, I don't really see that." I mean, I, I, I you, it's like I guess I can sort of tell. Maybe he's not in. But to Mike Perro's point, he's not supposed to be in. Like he's, he, 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 I mean, he's supposed to let the call stay on the field. And I, you know, I, everyone tweet out at the same time, right? Like, "Great job, Packers! Great win!" You know, they're up 31-21 with. Four minutes left. Great job, you guys. Blah blah blah. Obviously, <laughs> I had to backtrack it. I thought he was in. I'm not, I, I thought he was in, or at the minimum, to your point, there's no way you overturn it because the video evidence doesn't show you should overturn this. All right, so that was one play. So all right, so now the Packers then go for it on fourth down and they get stoned. Still twenty four twenty one. Again, forty five points. The over under is fifty and a half. Now the Cardinals get it back, and all I'm thinking at this point is if the Cardinals tie it. We go to overtime, and you're guaranteed, unless it's a safety, a field goal will put it over. It would make it 51. So you're feeling pretty good. Not that I bet on gigs because I don't. I'm not a money guy, but I do make some predictions during the course of a week, including having the over in that game. So now you got the Cardinals in a position to win this game. I don't blame them. At this point, they got all the momentum. And you throw a ball, 
to the direction of A.J. Green, who, you know, one of the most respected receivers in the NFL. Guy's been there, done that, multiple Pro Bowls. And he's not looking for the ball? I, I, I'm, He's all alone with the defender. He's, yeah. like, blocking him. I'm not exactly sure what was going on. Never turned around. The ball is intercepted. Game over. It, it was weird. Um you know, someone had mentioned that, that that I trust to watch you know offenses. He's really smart, and and he said um, he said there was a hand signal that Murray gave to to Green. I, I don't think the hand signal was block. I mean, like it's it's yeah, well, 14, <laughs> fourteen seconds left in that game. Um, block in the end zone, and uh, I forget who had the interception, but that was great concentration. I mean, yeah. that, that wasn't like a ball that was easily no. caught. It was tipped, and then he caught it. And um, I thought, you know, there's a saying that the, the young kids use, you know, the, the you know, ball don't lie, right? The ball. Don't, I thought the Packers were the better team by far in that game on Thursday, and considering. Obviously, they won the trenches. They won on the offense, defensive lines. They had a bunch of shuffling on the offensive line. I mean, the Cardinals were without Hudson and their backup center, too. But you had to be impressed with Murray because he did bring him back a couple I, of times on yeah, some pretty big drives. I, I feel like, but I feel like a lot of us that are kind of wait and see on mm-hmm. the Cardinals kind of got our like, this is what we've been waiting to kind of wait. Well, they for, were right? five because, and two after seven games last year and finished yeah. eight and eight. And Kingsbury, and I've said this many times on the show, look at his record yeah. at Tech or Arizona. He has struggled to finish seasons. And, you know, the, the, the play by Hopkins on that first touchdown was fabulous. But, again, it's kind of a 50-50 ball. They're kind of catching all those balls this year. And they just obviously didn't um, catch as many, make as many plays. But to me, the takeaway is the Packers win a ton of games under Matt LaFleur. <laughs> they win a ton of them. Um, he has the they, he has the best records through what is it now it's like 30 forty games it's like yeah I think he is no he's thirty three and seven oh, in his right, first and seven, forty yeah. games and that's a record yeah so I so I wonder like if um, if they're good enough but I don't think they're good enough to win a I did say this going into this game, and I was sort of trying to butter up my uh, producer, trying to get him to go in one direction on this game. But this was a perfect game for an Aaron Rodgers. Now, he didn't have a vintage game by any stretch of the well, imagination, yeah. but, boy, he's been out to prove something. And how badly they lost that first game to the Saints. We were just sitting here thinking, wow, you know, what's the mindset of this Packers team going to be after a disgruntled Aaron Rodgers really aired it out in the offseason? Then you have that first game like, okay, it just shows they are mentally disconnected with their quarterback right now. They haven't lost since. Seven in a row. I mean, this is where Aaron Rodgers just thrives. I mean, he's having oh, a blast yes. right now. That chip on the shoulder, something that Tom Brady's been carrying around for 20 years about being a six-round pick. Aaron Rodgers has never forgotten that draft day, just sitting there watching all those names come off the board, and he uses that. And then all the doubts come in, especially after that opening loss of the Saints. You can see it. He's got it again, man. Um, I don't know. Maybe would, how how unreal would it be if at the end of this season, knowing that this is maybe Aaron Rodgers last year in the Green Bay Packers uniform, that it would end with a Super Bowl championship? Well, see, I don't think this is last year in Green Bay. So I've said that from oh, the okay. beginning. <laughs> you don't think after, let's say they won the Super Bowl and he's like, all right, I'm ready to go elsewhere. Get me to Denver. I thought Come this on. has always been the best opportunity for him to win. I said this from I, the you, I and, you and I and, are on the same page. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think he leaves, even if they, you know, they don't win the championship this year. Um, look, defensively, you know, I thought they, they rushed the passer, to, you know, pretty well. I, I just, I'm not quite sure about their entire makeup of their team, but mm-hmm. they, I mean, they've actually played really good football when when Devonte Adams is not in the lineup. Like they, 
seem to weather that storm okay because they have a good quarterback. A lot of teams and, and the can't receivers a storm were always on the same page with him. He was frustrated yes. with his young receivers. All right, on the other side, I want to get to another NFL game where I'm completely baffled by the betting line. Okay, I, I'm gonna. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna tell you until we get on the other side because okay. I know you'll be prepared. But there's one line I'm looking at. Like what? What's going on here? Uh, we'll have that coming up next. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Snap to Hartman, wants to throw. Being rushed, steps out of trouble left and now runs with the ball. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5 to the 2, to the 1, to the end zone. Hartman, touchdown. Stan Cotton from Learfield. Hartman doing it all. Wake Forest up 28 zip over Duke. Undefeated. Imagine how good they would be with Kenneth Walker the third back in their lineup. He was there last year. So he's on an undefeated Michigan State team now. Transferred out of Wake to go to Michigan State, and doesn't matter. Wake is still undefeated thanks to their uh, dynamic quarterback, Sam Hartman. No relation, but I'll take credit anyway. Sure. Um, by the way, Oregon continues to roll it up. Uh, they should skyrocket up uh, the AP rankings after their demolition of Colorado, 38-14 to right now, Jeff. Came into the game ranked 7th in the country. 
Uh, so you know they're going to move up over. Well, it's going to be interesting because Michigan State beat Michigan, so Michigan State was below Oregon. They're going to jump Oregon. You're probably going to be stagnant. I, would, I probably, and that's fine with me. Yeah, we, we got, we got, we got. We got Washington next week. Uh, yeah. Look, we'll have opportunities. We'll have our chance. I mean, the, the problem is we don't have any ranked opponents mm. until Oregon State, probably. Okay. Um, that's just what it is. All right. I, I, I want to get to this quickly here before the top of the hour. So when it comes to point spreads in the NFL, I'm pretty good at these. Uh, my best man at my wedding was a bookie, uh, which is legit. And so we used to spend a lot of time together uh, setting lines. And so when you ask me about an NFL game, I can pretty much guess can, within a point what a line is for a can game. Can I guess which game you're going to say, by the way? Go ahead. Um, the uh, Eagles-Lions game. No. Oh. Nope, 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 nope. Okay. I want to talk about the Colts and the Titans. Okay. The Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Going against a Titans team yeah. the last two games – beat Buffalo and wiped out Kansas City. Now, I know that the Colts are coming off a road win against the now hapless San Francisco 49ers. It's time to turn the page, by the way, on Kyle Shanahan. Anyway, um, why are they favored in this game? Because I see road dogs all over the place. I mean, it's it's no big deal anymore to be at home in the NFL. It's pretty clear from these odds, weeks in, weeks out. How are the Colts favored Against the Tennessee Titans right now. Um, yeah, this game was at one. I actually bet the Colts um, in this game. Really? Um, yeah. Look, I, as much as I don't want to give Carson Wentz credit, he's he's playing some good football. I just don't think that um, I don't think that uh, people kind of view the Titans as a lot of a lot of holes in their roster. Um, they, and they missed the last couple of weeks. I don't know, on, especially on defense. Um, yeah, I know. They held I, the Chiefs to three points. I know. I just I think that people go off their power rankings, and their power rankings have um, have the Colts just as good as the Titans. Well, I'll That's tell you the, one thing: if you want to go back to that Lions Eagles game, the Lions are one of my picks so this here's, week. So, so I love the Lions okay, at so, home this week. So do I. Plus three and a half. So I use uh, you know, there's plenty of different of officially websites to use. Um, I use Football Outsiders. I like them. DVOA. I'll give them a shout out. They have Tennessee as the 20th best team in the NFL right now, um, even after all that. Indy's 15. I don't believe that. I mean, my eyeballs tell me otherwise. But again, I I understand. I mean, I guess that's fine. Uh, I didn't play that game, but I am all over the Lions plus three and a half against the Eagles. I am all over that game, too. What, what do you like most about them? What what don't you like about the Eagles? Let's put it that way. They're not any good, and I don't know why they're three and a half point favorites on the road. <laughs> um, the Lions play their butts off, man. Like, they're due for a win. And when you and a bad team, I've been on a bad team before, um, is... Uh, you, you you know you um you sense the games you have a chance to win yeah and the lions know they can win this game and that goes a long way trust me, i played a 2 14 team i knew exactly which games we were going to win and we did win those games by the way i'm jumping all over teams that are big favorites rams 16 on the road against the texans take the rams all day long they will roll it up on the texans yeah, with, with Davis Mills in there, yeah, especially after this kind Bills of... Bills at home league. against the Dolphins, 14-point favorites. Bills will roll it up on the Dolphins. That's my thought. When I see big numbers like... Didn't you have a stat about big number favorites covering uh, the wide... Uh, yeah, they're they're covering a lot right now. Um, it's, it's a weird year. These road favorites are covering like... They're covering a lot more than usual. 
It's right. been tough here to gamble. All right. On the other side, Adam Kaplan's going to be joining us, our Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider, much more on NFL Sunday. And we're all over the college football season and this weekend right here on Fox Football Saturday. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, rolling along here on a very busy Fox Football Saturday. Hartman and Schwartz with you. Coming up, we're going to be checking in with Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider, Series XM NFL. Get his thoughts on the big Sunday around the National Football League. College football, a lot of games going on right now. Some of the top teams getting it done, and then some. Oklahoma right now blowing out Texas Tech 38-7. to Caleb Williams, the true freshman who took over for Spencer Rattler, uh, he is 18 of 25, 349 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. Um, I don't think there's uh, any question that Spencer Rattler's uh, days, barring an injury, uh, are finished at Oklahoma. Caleb Williams is their quarterback. Have we ever seen a a, a quarterback Mm. who was supposed to be a top 10 pick before the season get benched and not get drafted nothing like, like this nothing no, I, right? I, there is i i've been racking my brain about this all season long about i mean you can look at mock drafts from as recently as a month ago five weeks ago some still had spencer rattler as the number one overall pick in the nfl draft 
and he has completely disappeared. Now, he can resurrect his career at a different school. It's not going to happen in Oklahoma. Caleb Williams isn't going anywhere. Uh, That's for sure. Uh, And the irony, of course, is that Oklahoma didn't lose any games with Spencer Rattler. He doesn't play that well. And Lincoln Riley, the coach, decided, I need a better effort out of my quarterback. He benched Rattler, brought in this Caleb Williams and the big comeback against Texas, and he hasn't looked back. And, yeah, Caleb Williams is in the mix for the Heisman. I I want to take a step back here, though, Jeff, because finally I was – I was misinformed a couple of weeks ago. This is the actual week we're going to yeah. get our first college football uh, playoff poll coming up on Tuesday. And this is going to be very interesting. So I want to go over some of these schools, and I want to get your thoughts on who you think will be the top four ranked schools okay. uh, when they come out on Tuesday, and then you know the next two, as they call it. So right now, number one, Georgia is up 27 nothing. They're blowing out Florida. No slowing down, number one, Georgia. Cincinnati won again today. They're ranked number two in the recent AP poll. Alabama's off this week. They're going to host LSU next week. Uh, they were ranked third. Oklahoma undefeated. Big win uh, so far against Texas Tech. Ohio State, of course, will be playing Penn State a little bit later on. They were number five in the recent AP poll. Michigan, of course, lost to Michigan State, so they pretty much swap places. Your Oregon Ducks looking impressive today. Uh, Iowa, number nine loss. Ole Miss has got a tough game on the road against Auburn. Uh, so that that was the uh, top ten uh, in the AP poll yeah. coming into this week. So uh, when it's all said and done, let's get your prediction right now. I'll hold you to it, as I always do. Who will be the top four teams in this college football playoff poll? And then who will be the next two? Yeah. So my guess is it's Georgia, mm-hmm. Alabama, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, and I mean, I don't know how State blows out Penn State tonight, but probably Oklahoma because they're undefeated before. Okay. Then it'll be Ohio State, Michigan State, Oregon. Okay. So it won't be Michigan State in the top four, despite their 8 0 record. Well, it'd be Michigan State would be ahead of Ohio State. So Michigan State would be five, Ohio State six, Oregon seven. Well, let's remember the head to head here. Oregon beat Ohio yeah, State they, they, at they, Ohio State, they, and not it, only beat them, not, not beat them matter. convincingly. It's not that doesn't matter. count. No, don't they not, always say in these when they're when they're t- they taken the entire season? Here you had a matchup: Oregon at Ohio State, and Oregon won that game convincingly. I don't think I don't think they're going to care. <laughs> they both have the same record. What, what is Steve? What what has shown you over the years? that the Pac-12 school gets, like, any sort of credit in these situations. Like, it's not going to happen. I'm just telling you, they're not going to have... Well, so you think has, that... Well, well, okay, so now you say it's a rigged game. No, I'm not saying it's rigged. I'm well, just saying I mean, that I just I, don't you, think you, that... You put the label on it that it's a Pac-12 school. They're just not going to get any love, even though they not. did it. They beat them at Ohio State. What, do, do you, do you how, think? How can like, you possibly you, rank Ohio State above think, Oregon when they have the same? You, it wouldn't be one thing if, let's say, Oregon had lost a second game, right? They both have one loss. They have the exact same record, assuming Ohio State beats Penn State today. And, oh, I don't know, the tiebreaker. How about head-to-head? And Oregon beat them at Ohio State. Do you think Oregon will be ahead of Ohio State? Probably not. But it, that's my whole point. This is not even a – this is a rigged game. It is. It is a rigged game. I know that sounds harsh, like the fix is in. It's not about that. 
It's about creating matchups. Oregon is not as as sexy as Ohio State. They're just not. They're just not. They want to get – you mentioned – you talked about Cincinnati. I'm not convinced Cincinnati – I put it this way. If Ohio State blows out Penn State tonight, I could see Cincinnati out of the top four. I could see Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Ohio State, the usual suspects. Yeah. And I could see Cincinnati dropping out of that top four. If Ohio State wins big against Penn State tonight, um, I mean, I could see that. And then, and then there's going to be, well, what's the point if you're Cincinnati? You're you're you're, you're supposedly an FBS school. You're not an FCS school. You're an FBS school. But unless you're in a Power Five conference, there's no way you can get into the playoff. They'll, I think I, I could see it right now. Now, if Ohio State loses, obviously, but if Ohio State uh, has a close game, who knows? Even Michigan State. They could jump in the top four. They're eight no. Yeah, I think Michigan State can. Um, but I mean, I just don't think I don't. I don't think Michigan State's going to just continue to be undefeated. I, mean, I, I think my they could be up there now, but they're not going to run the table. Um, but they should maybe get the credit for being up there. But if you're if you're well, Oklahoma, first of all, though, Michigan State has to play at Ohio State. Yeah. So 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 you think Alabama's out of the top four and just go undefeated only just straight undefeated teams? Or are you going to put Alabama 7-1 in the top four? I, I, first of all, Georgia will be one, Alabama will be two. Okay. I don't think there's any on question on that one. Yeah, um, we agree on As that. far as three and four, I'm hoping to see Cincinnati in there. I'm hoping. But if Ohio State wins big, Oklahoma being undefeated, mm, mm-mm, mm-mm, I don't see it. I think if, if Ohio State wins big today, I think you're going to see Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State. Cincinnati is going to be one of the next two. With Michigan State, that'll be the next two. I mean, I'm I'm obviously curious how this is all going to go, man. I, I like I I am, and then I'll look at Oregon like, whoa, 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 what happened to Oregon? They beat Ohio State on the road. Yeah, again, I, I don't. I'm telling you, man. I just I think we're in the same boat here. I don't think it's going to happen. Who's Ohio State beating? You know, Ohio State's uh, winner State against it. <laughs> okay, but that's it. They haven't beaten a ranked opponent this season till tonight. But yes, Penn State is barely ranked. I, I think they blow. I think they blow them out tonight. And, and Oregon has had the the tougher strength of schedule so far. Penn State's on a two game losing streak. I think they blow. Heck, I think they Penn blow them out State tonight. lost to Iowa. <laughs> um, I, I just had I to know. get that on, on I Sam. I just, I, I just had to throw. How many that more out body there? punches are coming? Today? I, know, yeah. I just had to do. Got that. another one in twenty. They minutes. lost to Illinois. They had Penn State had like two hundred twenty total yards in a nine overtime game against Illinois. Come on. It's not a good Penn State team. Is that a quality they're, win? They're not. It's not. No, not really. I, I. But your Oregon Ducks, who by the way continue to roll up, is now forty-five to fourteen. Oregon leading Colorado, and your much maligned quarterback Anthony Brown, twenty-three of twenty-nine, two hundred eighty-two yards, three touchdowns, and no picks. He's also run for thirty yards. He looks better than he ever has all season. Well, isn't that what you're hoping for a quarterback to get better? As yeah, the weeks, I agree, yes. You know, you get better each week and start, you know. Are, are, you, are you starting to buy into your Ducks right now? He's, so how would, you feel about, trusting... how would you feel about the Oregon Ducks winning the rest of their games, finishing 12-1, winning the Pac-12 championship, and not being in the playoff with a win on the road against Ohio State? How would you feel about that? Well, that's what's going to happen. I'm, I'm already. I've been prepared for this for weeks. I've been talking about it with my Oregon friends for weeks now. They're, they're, it's not going to happen, I, it, guys. I'm telling you right now, Oregon can win, is going to win out. 
Well, I don't help that went out. I'm not quite sure. We have one really tough game. I think that our toughest game might be Washington State at home in a couple of weeks and, and the Beavers too. But nonetheless, um, if Oregon wins out, they're not getting over 12 on Ohio State team. I'm telling you that right now. You can mark my words down. You put it's they're not getting in. I said at the time that playing Ohio was better. You know, obviously we won the game, but like, like it is not going to matter. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to matter, Steve. Well, they're you not going to play. You it. know it. You know it. They're not going to play another ranked it. team this year. There's no question. You look Who, at the Oregon, Pac-12, well, Oregon State, Oregon, Oregon State, State probably, but yeah, you think Oregon State's going to be ranked when they play Oregon State? Well, the Oregon State's going to be a favorite the rest of the season. I mean, they're going to all their games, but until they play Oregon, they're going to be all the right. favorite. Uh, there won't be any ranked teams out of the Pac-12 South, will there? Uh, Utah, probably not. I mean, you, no. we're at Utah in no. a couple of weeks. No. Um, but um, Who do you think is going to win the Pac-12 South? Utah, Utah, Arizona State, or UCLA? I think Utah wins tonight, and that, that basically ends the South because they have a tiebreaker over... I'm sorry, did Utah just lose? Yeah, they're going to they're beat UCLA tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry for to letting you know. <laughs> First of all, D- DTR is about one hit away from, from just... <laughs> Being out for the season, and uh, uh, I look. I, is it see, over for Chip Kelly? Can we can we put I, a close on I this for Chip so. Kelly at UCLA? I, I looked this up, Steve. Cause I, I'm pretty interested in this. So tonight, the the the, the temperature tonight is only going to be like in the 50s. I was kind of hoping it'd be much colder because it right. make my point a lot better. But cold weather games, mm-hmm. okay, for the Bruins, like on the road, end of October, early November. Yeah, how are they? They've lost their last six, Ooh. and they haven't been closer than. Mm. So last year was six points to Colorado. Mm-hmm. The, that was the first game of the season, if, if you recall. Yeah. Um, and then it was a 49-3 loss to Utah in 2019, a 42-21 loss to Oregon, a 48-17 loss to Utah, a 44-23 loss to Washington, and a t- 2010 loss to Colorado. They have not won one of these games since 2015. I think they get blown out tonight. Well, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the UCLA quarterback, I believe this is his 100th collegiate start, is it not? It seems like he's been there forever. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe they can surprise. If Chip Kelly is as good as you keep telling me he is, he'll find a way to actually win a game that matters on the road. Uh, be nice. All right. On the other side, let's get into some NFL football. We're going to check in with our friend, Fox Sports Radio NFL insider Adam Kaplan will join us coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Rodgers drops to a knee, and the Packers have defeated the Arizona Cardinals. The unbeatens are no longer 24-21 to Green Bay. Well, that was quite a game on Thursday with the Packers winning on the road against the Arizona Cardinals despite the absence of their two leading receivers. So the Packers are 7-1, Arizona 7-1, three other NFC teams all with one loss, Bucks, Cowboys, and Rams. And joining us right now to break it all down for us as he does every single uh, Saturday here, Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider Series XM NFL, Adam Kaplan. All right, so after the Thursday night game, we got five teams of one loss in the NFC, Packers, Cardinals, Bucks, Cowboys, and Rams. Break them down, Adam. Give us your power rankings right now in the NFC. Well, I did have the Cardinals. Uh, obviously, they were the last undefeated team as my number one team. Now, the Cardinals absolutely handled the Rams in SoFi, so that, that to me was impressive. You saw them dump the Browns in Cleveland, so how could they not be number one, right? Uh, look, that could have been anyone's game. Now, let's not forget what it went down in the last play, basically, uh, against the Packers. And I'm not sure what happened with the timing between A.J. Green and Kyler Murray there. It should have been a touchdown. That should have ended the game, but it didn't. Well, so Douglas, of all people, former Eagle and Panther corner, who nobody really wanted, had a save today, now playing 80% of the snaps because they are the Packers are down their top two starting corners. i got to move the Packers up. I mean, that's an impressive game, as you mentioned. And you could add Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who would have been who would probably started. He has not even been uh, activated off injured reserve yet. So I would say the Rams right now to me. Now, you could, you could argue what kind of schedule they had. I wouldn't argue with it. They've had a pretty good schedule so far. I'd put the Rams right up there with the Cardinals, with the Packers. Uh, and then, you know, after that... Uh, the Buccaneers, of course, they're right in there. Uh, the Bucks lost at the Rams earlier this season, mm-hmm. but and they see. Here's the other thing that I'm really learning. This is this is a lot of this has happened. A lot of these teams are missing key players. The Bucks are two starting corners. Um, it, it's the, the the Browns now who are four and three. They're finding out what 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 life is like when you have 20 players on your injury report. It's tough to win it. It, it and here's the thing. It's on the front offices to have better depth, and that is what these teams are really learning right now. So all the Packers do with, with Matt LaFleur is win football games. I mean, they have won a ton of regular season games. I think yeah. he has seven losses in, in three years. It feels like everything from the summer and, and all the angst between Rodgers and, and, the, and the team is gone. Are they finally good enough, you think, to, to get to the Super Bowl? I mean, they're playing good football now, but do they have the pieces to kind of put this all together to end the season? Jeff, it's an interesting question because when, when I talk to people or teams that have played them, whether it's coaches or front office people who do advance on the Packers, they don't, their issue is the defense. Now, the defense did a good job considering who they were without. 
I just don't know from people I've talked to who really know the Packers well, whether it's a championship-style defense under Joe Barry, who unfortunately was not unable to coach through the COVID issue. But look, they're, they're better on defense. I don't think they're anywhere close to elite. Uh, I do worry about Jair Alexander's uh, shoulder injury. Uh, we're, you know, he had it reassessed. It's going to be a while. Uh, and they've, Kevin King, the other starting corner, has had major issues staying healthy. That, that does concern me going forward, Jeff, uh, for them to make a Super Bowl run. But they're a good team. There's no doubt when you have number 12 behind center, you're always going to have a great chance. They're really good at running, at running back. They're good enough at, on the offensive line. Could be better, but they're good enough. Uh, they're just a solid team, and they've drafted really where, uh, well under Brian Gunacus, the GM. All right, in the AFC, as we sit here right now, Adam, the Cincinnati Bengals are the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, And their two losses, by the way, were both by three points. We Mm. know they could have beaten the Packers if their kicker had made a kick. So, (laughs) I mean, at what point, Adam, do we start to take Cincinnati seriously, or are you already there? Well, I'm there because when you go into Baltimore, now I understand Baltimore had been living dangerously with the, 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 really they lost to the Lions. The Lions got cheated because of the delay of game called the rest missed. And the Colts game was one of the best we've seen in the regular season in years. It was an incredible game between two quarterbacks. But I got to give the Bengals credit here. When you go in and annihilate the Ravens in Baltimore, that's hard to do. And I, I'm a believer, man. I'm a believer. Now, I will tell you that, I had real. I'd never had issues with the offense, other than their offensive line, which I still have problems with. I mean, they're getting away with it now. And Joe Burrow's come back well from their, his injuries, but the defense is the one where, you know, Lou Anamaromo, the defense coordinator, was at least their fourth choice as coordinator. A bunch of uh, coaches turned it down. Boy, did he struggle the first couple of years. I heard from a lot of agents who, whose players were complaining about the scheme; they weren't understanding it. But they're sure understanding it now. And another thing is they've really drafted well. They've signed some key free agents. Their, their secondary is a lot better. Trey Hendrickson's been a good signing at defensive end. Guys, they're a legit team. I'm glad you brought this up because I'm raising my hand. I completely missed on them. I did not see this at all. So a team that has struggled, obviously, is, is the Chiefs. And I yeah. don't think it's as bad as people want it to be. Um, mm-hmm. But nonetheless, this is where we are. Uh, they get they get a Giants of mind of football where players are, are on Twitter and Instagram clapping back <laughs> yeah. at fans. I mean, it just seems like the energy is just off yeah. on this. How do you feel about the Chiefs? You know, Jeff, it's interesting. I, I do radio in uh, Kansas City every, every Thursday. And I'd said, like, f- I don't know, four weeks ago, I said, you know, Mahomes is not playing well. And I got a lot of hate. I mean, really some pretty foul stuff on Twitter. I said, listen, I'm just telling what people who grade their tape tell me. Well, as you know, Jeff, it's become worse and worse and worse. Where Mahomes, now as you're not playing well, he's not played to this level where I don't think he's seeing what he should see very clearly. And he's moving what he should move. He's not getting away with the stuff he'd get away with. Uh, you know, they, they don't run the ball particularly well. And their defense, man, that is a real problem. Spags' is defense. And he's always been able to rally Steve Spagnuolo. They're struggling. They're not executing. Uh, they don't tackle well. Yeah. Their pass rush for those uh, Chris Jones, who's playing with this rich, wrist injury, and Frank Clark, it's not been there. I would be worried about them. I still think they're going to get a wild card. It's not like anyone's running away with the AFC West. But you have to be concerned if you're a Chief fan. And I, I know the Chief fans are kind of up in arms after last week's game at, at the Titans. All right. I uh, tweeted this out the day that John Gruden resigned on my Twitter account here, Adam. I said, whoever replaces Gruden will be an upgrade for the Raiders. Um, Two games since he's been gone, their offense looks dynamic. Ritz Versacia apparently is not like John Gruden, who uh, seeks and demands the spotlight on himself 24-7. Where are we in this bye week right now as far as the Raiders currently, by the way, the two-seed in the AFC 
uh, because the offense looks dynamically different now that Gruden has uh, laid uh, aside the playing uh, play calling duties. Well, I would say this just from talking to the Raiders, a little bit more relaxed. Um, I don't want to say to the point where they're lax, but they don't feel so intense where they can't play free. And they're playing, I would say, a little bit freer. Uh, but the story of that is not the offense. Derek Carr's had a fine year, and, and they're, the offense looks good under Greg Olson. We've got to talk about the defense under Gus Bradley running his version of the Seattle cover three, and they're playing with such discipline. And uh, Yannick, Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby, they're DNs. And, and by the way, the Raiders may be adding someone at the trade deadline. I'm just talking to teams that have talked to the Raiders. They're clearly looking to add some help. Uh, prob- maybe D-tackle is an area. Uh, maybe a corner because they've got two guys hurt. But the story, Gus Bradley's turned that defense around. You've got to give him credit. And uh, they, they've got a great coaching staff. And uh, they've got a real great DBs coach. And Ron Miles is one of the best D-back coaches in the NFL. Adam, help me out on the Sean Watson rumors. I don't really understand the purpose <laughs> of saying we have agreed to a deal, yeah. but pending legal. But that—that's the part of that's why there's no deal because of exactly. legal issues. Like, so right. I, I just don't get. Like, is this coming from the Texans, from the Dolphins? Yes, yeah. from the Texans. Yeah. Okay, so like, so so, but but like, why would the Dolphins even put themselves in this spot to be questioned? Because you know, Tua is not all their issues, but mm-hmm. young quarterback. You're on the road to Buffalo this week. Like, I just. I don't get why Miami even put themselves in this spot to be talked about when this, this deal wasn't happening. Well, I would first start. Let's just start with Miami here since we have a second. My, I, I put, I got, I mean, fa- Dolphin fans did not like when I said that. I said to start, uh, I'm Jesus, the offseason. I said that the Dolphins will do something significant over the next year at quarterback. Either they will, they will trade to a, or they'll bring somebody in to compete against it. Well, they might not do either. They might just bring someone in now that will usurp the job. I just got this feeling, Jeff, that for whatever reason, the Dolphins kind of privately admitted that he would never be the long-term answer. Despite spending the fifth pick overall, they picked him ahead of Justin Herbert. And it was never a secret to the point where they never put a statement out. They never denied every report. Anyone who put anything out, out including myself, we all knew that they were they were going to move on from two at some point. And then, now, they didn't draft anybody this year, but Watson became available. Uh, they, you know, they, They've had a look into the legal stuff. But the other problem, Jeff, is this is what you're alluding to. There are no assurances what will happen from him from a legal standpoint. If, if he settles, now he's, he has not come out and said he's going to settle any of these cases. If he does, he's sure to get a, a minimum of a six-game suspension. could be as many as eight. And then the question would be if he settles this year, because there's a thought around the league, is that one is, if he's going to settle, do it now, take your suspension now, and then you'll be the starter next year. Well, then, okay, if that happens... What about legal ramifications? Well, there's been no charges, but could there be future charges? And that, that's something that you have to look at because if he has to miss time next year and you're, you're the Dolphins, if you're giving up three first-round picks, you need to know exactly um, what your recourse is because that's the thing is there's always been this ability. There's always been this belief that if you're going to trade for Watson – you want contingencies if he cannot play next season for whatever reason. All right, I got to sneak in one more question for sure. you, Adam here, and then has to do with the ongoing story with the Washington Football Team. Yeah. So yeah. the commissioner now reports are he collected 128 million dollars in salary over the last couple of years, and whatever. I mean, that's a drop in the ocean for these owners. I pay him forever. He has to get paid to be the pincushion, you know, and take the yep. shots for the owners. Yep. Um, 
But is there any way to push this to the next level? I mean, obviously, this league is desperately not only trying to protect Daniel Snyder, but just the owners in general uh, in this uh, lockup of this investigation. Uh, is the NFL, and they've been good with this over the year, Adam, no matter what the controversy, they seem to be able to sweep it aside. Is this going to be a similar case as far as the Washington football team and the contents of all those uh, emails that were exchanged? Well, first of all, the league continues to say, as Roger Goodell did, the commissioner at the owners' meeting this week, that they're not going to let, they're not going to release the full, the, the, all the emails. He's just not going to do it. Just like with Spygate, they they burn the tapes. They don't. They don't want the negative publicity. They just don't. As much as you say you've seen it, this is nothing for them. They had the ability, and, and, and they could have done, they could have gone after Snyder with his fake suspension for him separating from the team where he's supposedly looking for a new stadium. It's a joke. The whole thing's a joke the way it was handled. They should be embarrassed by it. I'm surprised. I, I know a lot of the reporters who cover Washington thought that he would, they would nail Snyder. They didn't. I mean, you talk about the fine. I mean, millions, 10 million bucks is 10 million bucks, but you know what? When you're a billionaire, does it, no. how much does it really impact him? And and how about this one? They they hand the team over to the wife. I mean, you, you can't make it up. You just can't make it up. Not going to change, by the way. I love that. They say, well, he's no longer part of the day-to-day operation. His wife's doing it. Like, really? It's what ridiculous. It? Well, yeah. it's just, they, they, you know what? But I've always said this about the league. They'll yeah. always be successful in spite of itself. There's nothing they can do. As much as you bring it up, Steve, there's yeah. nothing you could I'm telling you. It's the best game in the world. It's not even remotely close. Remember all those people who said, oh, politics. Oh, yeah. And all this is going to whatever. Uh, and, and no one's going to watch it. Please. Adam, I have nonsense. said the exact same thing. Absolute There's nonsense. nothing, nothing that will bring the this to the best game in the world. Adam, great stuff as always, man. Okay. We always appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Thank Thanks. you, Adam. Adam yeah. Kaplan there, Fox Sports Radio, NFL Insider. All right, let's find out what's trending right now. We turn it right back to you know who. Nothing can touch him. David Gascon. Man, Spencer Rattler's in the ball game. I saw that. He's playing a little garbage time right now. He is, and he threw, he threw a touchdown pass, too. Oh, man. Oklahoma and uh, Rattler and company. Obviously, Caleb Williams getting the rest of the fourth quarter off. He was um, lights out. 402 yards passing for Williams and six touchdowns. Mm. Six touchdown passes. Wow. Oklahoma 51-14 over Texas Tech. Uh, that game is obviously well uh, well over with. Colorado getting smoked by Oregon, 45-14. to Anthony Brown, 282 and three scores. Wake Forest is going to improve to 8-0 on the season. They are smashing Duke, 45 to nothing, And Georgia well on their way, 27-7 late in the fourth quarter against Florida. Earlier today, Kenneth Walker, he went off the third. He had five touchdowns on the ground, 197 yards. Michigan loses at Michigan State, 37-33. Sparty now 8-0 this season. Michigan led this ballgame by 16 points midway through the third quarter. Cincinnati wins, number nine, Iowa loses. Texas falls at Baylor, and Pitt gets upset at home by Miami, 38-34. Kenny Pickett in the loss, 519 yards and three touchdowns. All right, very, very good. By the way, we got unranked Florida State, unranked Clemson. Uh, Florida State is leading this game, and uh, again, I don't want to throw it all on Uyunglele. Threw a pretty bad interception with Clemson leading. Florida State took back the lead in that one. All right, so um, I want to I want to follow up uh, some of the things we were talking with Adam here. Let's let's start with Deshaun Watson. The trade deadline, Jeff, is Tuesday. Yeah, and 
you know, we've been hearing all kinds. We, we had John McClain. You know, he came out a week ago and said it was imminent, a trade with uh, the Dolphins. Then we see Tua Tungavailoa throw four touchdown passes in the game they ultimately lost, but he looked much better in that game. We saw Stephen Ross, the owner, cheering him on when he threw that four touchdown pass. What's your gut feeling? Are we going to see Deshaun Watson in a new uniform come Tuesday? I do not because you there's so much uncertainty. You just can't do it. And that that's part of the problem, right? I mean, like, if you trade from, okay, great, but, like, you, you just, I mean, he might not play this year, which is fine. That might be a part of your problem. You just get him in your building, and then he serves a suspension, and then he plays right. next year. I, I understand that part of it, but what are you giving up for that, right? Now, the question becomes, too, are the Texans just cool with giving him up for whatever? The Dolphins don't have a first-round pick. So if you're doing it, you, you know, you're not doing it with, with a first-round pick. You're doing it with something else, first-round pick next year, I should say, in a couple of years. So um, I don't think it's trade. I think there's too much unknown. There's too because what you know, what if criminal charges come out and they're worse than the civil lawsuit, or they become a you know, it just becomes a years-long thing. I, I just don't know how you trade for him right now. Really you know, don't. you know, a team that could really use a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. That would be the Houston Texans. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's just unbelievable when you think about this, right? He's in uniform. He's he's eligible to play right now, yeah. and just because he doesn't want to play, I mean, we've heard a lot of disgruntled quarterbacks over the years are upset about their situation, but the fact is, he's under contract. Get your butt out there. Start playing some football for us. We need you to play quarterback. I'm I'm because I'm looking like, well, what other team really needs a quarterback right now? Oh, that's right. The Texans need a quarterback. Yeah, but it's just they, I mean, they, I, I, I hold play. your hold his feet to the fire, man. What do you want to sit out the rest of your career? Well, if you so if you tell Deshaun Watson, show up or be fined, right? Essentially, he would just take the fine probably. I, I, I just, the way they have bowed to this guy is beyond me because we've heard quarterbacks upset about contract negotiations or this deal or that deal, yeah. but I have never seen a team cave yeah, the way I, the Texans have to Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but 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 Steve, I also think that what's the, 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 the civil lawsuits are playing a big part of this, right? If there was no, if Deshaun Watson just said, hey, I don't want to be here. Okay. He can be he, playing he, right now. None no, of these are. He has no criminal charges Correct. against no, he's, him. He's, he's, he's Civil right. he's cases not. can go away like Correct. that. You know as well, well as I do. I know. Pay out but, the but money they're and they're gone. Well, yeah, but they haven't been, which is which is part of the reason why he hasn't been traded yet. Uh, that's I think more the reason why he's out than just I don't want to play. I mean, plenty of guys like in his situation, he would have been traded. How about this? Or they, or, Let me give you another team. Let yeah. me give you another team. I mean, there's plenty of teams that like use Deshaun Watson. All right, let's say uh, 49ers. I mean, uh, would you be willing to part with Trey no. Lance, your oh. FCS quarterback, uh, and a couple other picks to get Deshaun Watson? Deshaun you, Watson. Well, do you get back the picks you've already given up for Trey Lance? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I don't know. I mean, um, I'm, I'm looking at teams out there that where Deshaun Watson would have a major impact on their team. The Panthers are the other team everyone's been talking about right now. I don't think they're sold on Sam Darnold well, as the their Panthers, quarterback in no, the future. No, they've mentioned him last week. He's, yeah. he's exactly, he is what exactly we thought he was going to be. Right. Um, the Panthers would, I think, great would would love to trade for Deshaun Watson. Look, it, I mean, is it, Matt Rule in it, trouble? Would look, you say? I if, mean, wasn't he supposed to be some no, dynamic guy? It, look, if you had said, if you, if tomorrow, the the report comes out, Deshaun Watson has settled 
all these 20 cases, right? They're roughly 20 cases. Deshaun Watson has settled all 20 cases, all right? Mm-hmm. He'd be traded tomorrow to Panthers or to Dolphins. What happened or, to or, the genius of Joe Brady? The Panthers have two touchdowns in their last 26 well, drives. Sam Donald's not any good. I don't know why people thought he'd be good this year. That's part of it as well. And and Joe Brady might be an LSU job. Who knows? But part of it is they're just not good. I mean, he, Sam Donald's just not. I mean, he was what he was in New York. I don't know why people thought he'd be different. We, you know, one thing about the way we look at quarterbacks, and really anyone, right, is we, we love redemption stories. It's just great. I, well, they're, they're great stories. I, I'm, I root for redemption stories. I'm fine with that, right? I mean, great. But the problem is that that position specifically – there are not a lot of them compared mm-hmm. to how many of there are just straight bust. Look, there are some, right? Alex Smith, Josh Allen. We're, I, I'm talking about going from poor mm-hmm. to like good to yeah. good, right? Yeah. Alex Smith, Josh Allen. Now, Ryan Tannehill was not bad in Miami. He just was hurt a bunch. Right. And he's the example everyone uses. Well, he got out of Adam Gase. He went to Tennessee. He looked dynamite around last him. week. He looks much better. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so, but Sam Darnold now is in that second offense. And he just is not that good. I just think that's what it is. He just like we everyone missed on him. I, I thought he'd be better. He's not. It's, it's okay. We, we missed on him. He's just not good. And I thought the Panthers should have drafted, used their pick this year, draft a quarterback. But they went with Darnold. Okay, fine. Next year, the problem is this this next class outside of, of obviously Hartman. There's no quarterback <laughs> that's that you know that's really. Like, they don't have any. I don't see a single current mock draft with a quarterback in the top five. I think one had oh, in the none. top ten. They had like the Liberty quarterback. In yeah, the Malik. Top 10. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. And so yeah. You know, yeah, he played well today, but they played UMass. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I I wonder. You know, the, the Carson Strong kid from Nevada, I think, is mm-hmm. going to start busting up draft boards pretty quickly, um, just because it's a year when you don't have great mm. options. Um, but yeah, it's been quite a few years since we had a. Was EJ Manuel twenty? He was uh, the only first round pick that yeah. year. That was the year, of course, on the current Seahawks quarterback was uh, thinking yes. he was going to be the number one overall pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Gino. So, yeah, so it was. Um, it's been quite a while since we had this, but there, look, there are excellent players at the top of the draft. It's just not quarterbacks, and so if you needed a quarterback last year, that was where you you had to get one. All right, I want to break a little bit early because I need some time on the other side to get all your picks, and I want to also venture back to a major opening in college football from a coaching standpoint who ultimately will fill that seat coming up next. Can't wait. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK systems that's through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Steve Harbin, Jeff Schwartz, a Fox a football Saturday. And once again, with 14 championship races, we're at $31 million in purses and awards. The Breeders' Cup is two days of horse racing, too big to miss. Learn more at breederscup.com slash 2021 or bet now at tvg.com. Georgia has just finished off Florida 34 to 7. Uh, Georgia is just a clear number one. They've been unanimous in the AP poll the last several weeks, and they did nothing to hurt themselves today. So look for Georgia to continue to get all the votes when it comes to who's the current number one team in all of college football. Of course, we have the number one coup here, starting with Iowa Sam. He's been taking a beating all day long. Remember when Iowa was number two Yeah, and Georgia remember that? was one? Yeah. Neither do I. No. Yeah. Uh, Iowa was number two in the country. They were nine going into this yeah. week. They're going to draw drop uh, badly after yeah. a bad loss on the road against Wisconsin, yes. but you hang in there. Yes. You hang in there. David Gascon, yes. who will never let Iowa Sam forget about anything when it comes to negativity uh, toward Iowa. Uh, he'll pour it on. He's already made it clear. He'll pour it on. Jerk ass! And of course, our brilliant producer is Danny G. I mean, the fact that he has taken himself to this level to hang out with us on Saturdays uh, now is just unbelievable. Is this is this a great career move for you, Danny? How, how does this all work out for you? Well, my family is at Benihana in Encino right now. So wow, I would rather be here with you guys, though. <laughs> <laughs> we you, really Danny. appreciate you lying right now. We'd love that about you, uh, Danny. Great job as always. Um, I want to ask you a quick question before we get to your picks about the USC coaching job, Pete Carroll. So Pete Carroll has essentially been given a, a lifetime deal, I guess, by the Seahawks, and understandably so. He's had a great run in Seattle. Uh, but since that ill-advised uh, interception thrown by Russell Wilson to lose that Super Bowl to the Patriots, uh, Seattle's never been back to the NFC Championship yep. game. Um, they are 2-5 and five right now. Russell Wilson out. It's understandable, but... It's not just their offense. Their defense seems to be faltering as well. He's 70 years old. Um, there have been some people thinking that after 12 years in Seattle, his time has come and gone. Like, is it going to get better in the next two or three years with him, Russell Wilson and company? And if he were to go back to USC, would he make a difference? Let me ask you that. I mean, if Pete Carroll at age 70 – were to return to his glory of USC, would he have any impact on that program? 
Uh, they still want to recruit the way he did. I mean, that, that recruiting is the killer, right? I, I just and he had great I, recruiters and Lane I, Kiffin, Sarah Orgeron. I, I don't think that's a no. Okay. So, do you have any guess about who will be the next USC coach? James Franklin. You think Franklin's going to take that job? Yeah. Is he going to have a big impact at USC? I think he'll do good. Yeah. I don't know if he won a championship, but he'll bring them back to what they should well, be. Well, how about at least winning a Pac-12 championship? Yeah, I, I mean, I, can do with, that with Oregon. There, it's going to be tough, but I, I think it'll make USC better. Yeah. So if Franklin gets blown out today with that Penn State offense, it's non-existent this I think year. He, I think he wants a job, and I think USC people. I think it's a. They both want. Mutual. Okay. So right now you think James Franklin. What about uh, my uh, my high school classmate Jeff Fisher? He's begging for the job. No chance. No chance. Okay. Just throwing it out. He did play at USC. I mean, he is an yeah, alum. Okay. I, I mean, as an Oregon fan, I'd love for them to hire Jeff Fisher. It'd be good, it'd be good for us. <laughs> All right. Let's get to some of your picks. We do have a few uh, games coming up uh, later on this evening around the college football seas, including that Ohio State Penn State uh, game. Do you have any uh, college games you like today? Um, I like Oregon State Cal over tonight. It starts in about ten minutes. If you want to get that in, it's right. fifty six and a half. I got fifty five. So that that's a great. pretty big number. Yeah, I don't. I think both teams in the thirties. Okay. Um, and then I like um, I like Ohio State to cover big tonight. I think they win this game. By wow, and what I, I see them at eighteen and a half. Yeah, I think they. Yeah, I think they win this game by three touchdowns. I don't think wow. actually it could be even more. Like four. that's a big number. Yeah, I think Ohio State's playing some. They have the best offense in college football right now. How about they're, Notre Dame only a three and a half point favorite at home against North Carolina? It's just hard to move the ball in offense for them. Notre Dame um, has no offense. Yeah, the other games tonight. I like all. I think Auburn covers and wins. Obviously, they have to. They have to win if they cover. They're favored by three against Ole Miss. Yeah. So you uh, say like that'll them. be the end of Matt Corral's Heisman chase. Tonight. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's the end. It's a weird season. I don't know if it's going to be the end. End. Um, well, a second I, loss would be tough I, to overcome. I, I really, with all my heart, want to take Arizona plus twenty two in the Coliseum tonight. Why? Arizona is how many games have they lost in a row? But they're just so bad. They just they're not going to be able to. No, do it. Just, There's going to be how many people are at this game tonight? To be honest, in the Coliseum. All right. So the what's, USC has lost their last three home games in conference, right? Yes. Okay. Mm, I don't know. Twenty-two, but Arizona. What's their losing streak right now? Like two years. They haven't won since October <laughs> of nineteen. They haven't won in this decade, right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be a tough play. I, I, I'd stay away from that game. But I mean, you got both things working for you, right? I mean, USC, the la- it's unbelievable what's happened to them in their last three home games. All right, let's get to the NFL right now. A lot of interest, some big numbers out there for you, Jeff. So where are you going with the NFL tomorrow? I like Buffalo to cover at home against Miami yeah. off a of bye. And what what, what is going to happen there to uh, Coach Flores there? I mean, if they go like 3-14 and 14 this year, what, um, what's, what, uh, what, Brian Flores, I mean, what's going on there? This is a team yeah, that won double-digit games I, I, I think he'll keep his job one more year. Um, mm. I like uh, the Lions plus 3.5 at home. I think they win that game outright. Um, they are due. I mean, when you lose on a 66-yard field goal and a 54-yard field goal, they could easily have three or four wins this yeah. year. And they I seem t- to be playing good for yeah. Dan Campbell. Yeah, I right. took um, I took um, Pittsburgh plus three and a half. It's now four in Cleveland. Um, Pittsburgh's off a bye. Like, the Browns just beat up. I mean, Baker Mayfield gets hit one more time. He's out. Like, come on, guys. Are, are you with those that think Case Keenan's a better quarterback than Baker no. Mayfield? No. <laughs> I've been hearing nothing but that. Oh, they're much it's better ridiculous. off with Case Keenan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what is their running back situation right now, the Browns? 
Who's playing? Anybody? Uh, I don't know. The, yeah, I don't that know. Doesn't um, All right. I, I, so, I don't know. I think Dak's going to play still Sunday night. And if he plays, I, I took the Cowboys at minus one. It's plus three now. Yeah. I think, I think he still plays. I don't know. I get a feeling they're trying to, like, they want him to play, but obviously we'll see if he can go or not. Well, you know um, how great Kirk Cousins is in prime time. He's terrible. It's like three yeah. and seven against the spread. Something yeah, crazy something like that. Like that. Crazy. So those are the ones. I, those are the, that's what I like. What do you think about the uh, Saints at home against the Bucks? Are, are um, we? Are, I mean, the Saint. You talk about I a just, roller coaster ride. The Saints yeah. are all over the map this year. Yeah, that's why you kind of have to stay away from them. I, I took Seattle Monday football. I mean, Sunday, whenever that was, I felt good about that one. But I don't. Nah, nothing here. Uh, is Vic Fangio done in Denver? Oh, after the season, yeah. Gone. I think he's a really good coordinator, and that's what he'll thrive during the rest of his coaching career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pete Carroll. No, he's Seahawks. Stays. Yeah. He stays. They're only a three-and-a-half-point favorite home against the Jaguars. Um, <laughs> Look at that yeah, number. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, these should be like a two-touchdown game. All right, great stuff as always, Jeff. The beauty Thank is uh, we're going to do it again next Saturday. In fact, we do it every Saturday For all your football news, just keep it right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote live nation presents concert week now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.